0: rob and zach this is a podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media that is too bizarre abnormal or off kilter for contemporary audiences occasionally these projects gel most times they crash hard into the realm of obscurity join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp i'm zach
1: and i'm rob and this week on cinemonities i am super pumped to discuss terminator 3 i had only seen this movie once Uh, It was a great time watching it again, but I think before I can uh, expand on any of that, we have a quick announcement about what we're going to be doing in the future. Um, I think everybody knows Monstober is happening in October, in Monstober, excuse me, Zach, no matter what. But after that, during November, after we finish out truly the Terminator series with Dark Fate what are we calling it? Fan give fans giving fan vember? What what is it?
0: <laughs> fan vember, Rob. It's okay.
1: okay. Fan oriented, but it's still a vember. Yes. Yes. All right. So, um, what do we want to say? Do we want to actually uh, allow people to you know throw us ideas for things to watch, and we can shoot them down as they come in? We're setting <laughs> the audience
0: up for failure, right? <laughs> More or less. Uh, actually, they're setting us up for failure because if we don't like any of these, we're in trouble. Joking aside, a FanVember is—we are for the entire month of November in the uh, spirit of Thanksgiving, or as we have to call it, "Thanks Killing." Yes, <laughs> we are taking fan suggestions. We have to thank all of our fan for giving us downloads for the last year and a half. So, if you have any suggestions for movies or anything for us to watch, uh, we'll gladly take your take your recommendations into account when it comes to curating the list of movies we'll be watching for FanVember November. Uh, we already have at least half a dozen suggestions from people have already suggested, or unsolicited suggestions, I think, are the best way to frame it. If you have any ideas for anything, send us an email, cinemodities at gmail.com. Or you can send them to me on Twitter, at cinemodies. So with that being said, if you have anything, please send it our way. We'd be interested to see what you guys are thinking. No do-overs. And to the ones smartass in the audience, we will not watch Avengers Endgame again.
1: <laughs> yes, good, good, uh, good uh, disclaimer there, Zach. <laughs> no Marvel films. I think that's the best no Marvel films. Yeah, we will definitely um turn that one down pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, fan member uh, by the time you're hearing this, we'll already be halfway through Monstober So if you have any suggestions, please do not hesitate. Please send them to us as fast as possible. Because by the time as you're hearing this, we'll probably have a record, we'll probably Oh, God. Halfway through Mott Stober's recording. So, and we yeah. usually record things about a month in advance. So, uh, yeah. cinemodies at gmail.com and at Cinematis. Or if you just see Rob and I in person, feel free to scream movies at us.
1: Yep, just shout at us on the street. It's, it's uh, how most of the communication between us and our fans <laughs> happens anyway.
0: <laughs> More or less.
1: Yeah, we look forward to it. Uh, hopefully uh, get some uh, great, uh, inspiring ideas and uh, make some fans happy. All right, with that out of the way, we get to the topic of the day. I think I've mentioned it in one of our previous two episodes, Terminator 1 or 2, that I saw this Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, in theaters with my dad way back when in 2003. Uh, I don't believe I had ever seen it again until watching it last night, and I loved it. I, ha- I had a great time. Um, I wanted to highlight some of my notes right at the start. There's a few of my notes that I just have in all capitals. And the first one is hacking a car phone by making dial-up noises. Yes. <laughs> so before I go further, because there's two more I want to highlight here at the start. Uh, I loved this. Like, it's almost near the very beginning of the movie. And I was like, I did not remember this happening in the slightest. And I was so on board with it. And I actually – I texted you last night, Zach, some gibberish. Yes, you that did. was my attempt to make dial
0: up noises through text to hack your phone did it work <laughs> it certainly hacked my brain but it didn't hack my phone <laughs> okay so that's that's exactly was that what that
1: was i loved that so next note and it happens almost in quick succession i have written robotic breast expansion yes <laughs> and then a little later there's some i think arnold shows up so we we leave the um the evil terminator in this movie I have another one I wanted to highlight. Identifying people by tasting their blood? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this was this was great. I, I had such a grand time watching this movie. I didn't really think I was because I knew it was more like the action that the second one was like rather than the first one. It was really refreshing kind of horror, thriller, all that stuff. I also remember – I don't know if I've ever told Zach this – But when we went to see it in theaters, my dad and I, back in the day, it was because he wanted to see it, you know, and he took me. And like I said before, my dad loves action. This was right up his alley. But I remember sitting through that this whole movie back in 2003 when we were, what, 11 or something like that, and it ends with them not saving the world and they just get to the bunker and I was like, what? I, like, didn't understand it when I was a kid. Like, I felt slighted by a movie, this movie in particular. So I, I wasn't super excited to watch it again, but I'm glad we did. I'm glad I got in here, and I loved it. So thank you, Zach, <laughs> for making me revisit this.
0: I told you, folks, the Terminator 3 conversation was going to be the most interesting one to have all of all these movies. And it's the movie that I think, the, I think people, like, oh, God, it's the most maligned movie of mm-hmm. all of them. And I think it's also the most misunderstood movie of the franchise.
1: Okay, okay. Oh man, it was it was a a wild ride. I can't wait to get into it. I guess I guess the other thing I had to ask you, Zach, um, did we make out in Mike Kripke's
0: basement back <laughs> in the day? <laughs> was that you? <laughs> oh my God, that's okay. There, there's a lot to delve into with this movie. There's a lot. Yes. This is this yes. is a dense conversation. Uh,
1: so folks, many breaks. So many breaks. <laughs>
0: breaks. Breaks. oh dear uh folks this is the only podcast in the history of history where ter- the terminator 3 discussion will be the best conversation to have all the terminator movies <laughs> right. everybody's too busy f- like like oh god fawning over terminator 2 to appreciate the masterpiece of that is terminator 3 and that's without even highlighting the sergeant candy scene
1: yes which i'm so glad you said to me i I I must have watched that like three times because I just loved it so much.
0: (laughs) We'll get to Sergeant Candy in due time. But, yeah, Sergeant Candy is like a masterpiece. That should be like on TV at the Smithsonian on repeat. Yes. (laughs) Ooh, it's me. Ooh, it's me. Yo, it's great. (laughs) It's great. We're great, folks. If you thought the merman thing was bad, you're going to hear that a million times during the recording of this episode. <laughs> the ooh, it's me. We can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Though. This movie, like, it's why this is an incredibly like dour movie, but it has a great sense of humor, or it has yeah. a very, it has a very dry wit.
1: Definitely, definitely, and I, it, it just, uh, it was firing on all
0: cylinders for me. Oh, uh, but I'm glad to hear that. So, okay, so uh, I guess we'll do my context with the movie because this is where we get a insane level of context again—not as long as Terminator 2, but pretty damn close. Everybody knows my Terminator 2 history. Terminator 2 kind of blew my mind; I'd never be the same way again. And for the longest time, like my I, I experience Terminator—it was in uh, the fall of 2000, and this movie wasn't released until July of 2003. So there was a nice period of time, and this is back during like the Hollywood days too, were like. This sort of like gossip didn't just show up everywhere. It's not like nowadays we can just go on like Twitter or any website and be like, "Oh, I wonder what the gossip on this is." I remember like back in the day having to go to uh, Greg's previews on Yahoo.com, oh, and, man. That, and that, yeah, that's that's a throwback. And <laughs> it was like, oh, you'd see things like, oh, there's rumors, there's like speculation what it could be be about, like, oh, Arnold might or might not return because James Cameron no longer has the rights to it. And so, like, but again, being a kid, it's like, you didn't know any of this meant it either was happening. Like, you didn't know it was happening until you saw a preview for it. Yeah. Which begins the story of Zach and Terminator 3. (laughs) Summer of 2002, actually July 2002, Zach and his (laughs) nephew were off to see Men in Black 2 with their mothers. And we're sitting in the theater. I can tell you the exact theater I was in. And the previews, like, the lights go down. The previews start. And again, excited for Men in Black 2 I liked the first Men in Black kind. And At that point I was still kind of in the throes of Star Wars Attack of the Clones excitement And I can still remember this I don't think I've ever seen this preview again I've never seen it on YouTube, it might not be on YouTube I've never looked for it, but I don't think it is I know it's not on the DVD bonus features And all it was was like, it's like I can remember it, I seen it, it was like grey metallic shapes forming And I'm like, what is this? And it turns in the shape Of the letter T in the number three, it says Terminator three coming summer two thousand three. Nice. And at that moment, I said, I don't care what it is I'm watching, I'm getting Terminator three. Yeah. Like that's that that's the beauty of movie trailers and like the majesty of them that we just don't have anymore. Yeah. Because now we just shovel everything on the internet. The internet's all that matters. All that matters yeah, is like there's no sto- more.
1: Good reveal, yeah
0: Yeah, like the idea of being a nine-year-old Sitting in a theater Terminator being the last thing on your mind And you see a preview for a movie that At that point, I don't even know if they'd start filming it yet And it was like, oh my god In the, in the realization of Oh crap, it's a year away
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> Like for a kid, that is an insane level of anticipation Knowing something is going to happen And then being told Oh it's a year from now mm-hmm. Like the only other thing A kid has to like Like oh god Like a benchmark Would be Christmas It's like oh December 26 Guess it's It's coming next year Yeah but, And other than that There's really nothing else You have to look forward to Like that far in advance I can still remember Like afterwards Just like not caring About the movie at all Like I, I It's funny I like Men in Black to have all the Men in Black Movies the most and then the next time, like again, this is before the internet or before I really had any sort of like grasp in searching for these things, I can remember another component with my <laughs> nephew. And this is part of the part where we all should have known he was. Um, that, that part, that part might need to be bleeped out because okay, this part might actually give away what I'm saying every single time I bleep bleep it out.
1: So, we, so this might be an extended bleep.
0: Yeah, it might be an extended bleep, like a fo- maybe like a two minute long bleep, folks. So uh, bear with <laughs> us, or we might actually, if if we if it, this right after this phrase, this sentence, if it cuts to a, a non sequitur, you know, I had to cut this out because it gave too much away. Perfect. <laughs> so we were forced to all go see in December of 2002. Because he had to see it. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Zach. That made, it, it, in all honesty, when a, how old was he in 2002? Okay. He was eight years old. Well, I guess, oh, when my, oh year, I guess, why an <laughs> eight year old wants to go see a. <laughs> I don't want to say writings on the wall, but. Like, I okay, think that's okay. fair to say this. Like, you're right. Would you disagree the signs were there?
1: No, I, I would definitely agree. That young for a type of movie like that, that's definitely and, odd.
0: It's not like finding it, like, on cable or HBO. This was, I have to see it in the movie theater. Yeah, I'm imagining
1: all... there's some sense of, he had some sense of anticipation, just like you had for Terminator 3. Oh, yeah. But but for <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: See, folks, there's a reason why I'm as insane as I am. It's things like this. You know what the worst part was? Was that when we? I think I said it in last week's episode like he's a brat and like he whined mm-hmm. over everything. Was it after? Because we were all bored. Like nobody wanted to go see that movie. And because it was <laughs> my my half brother, his mom, and like his like elderly aunt, and we all got out of it. And we all hated it because it just it's not the type of movie designed for like fa- it's not a family movie. Yeah. Um. It's not like it's not a four quadrant crowd pleaser. And we all had to say we liked it Or else he was going to throw a fit
1: Oh my god Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, (laughs) And uh, remember folks This is the person I competed with for how many years When it came to my movie collection But anyway though I I I can tell you what theater it was again too And we were in the lobby And they had two giant banners And it was Arnold Schwarzenegger And it was the Terminatrix Nice. Like I, those I, they don't do them anymore. But like mm-hmm. the giant banners you suspend from the ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah. Those sort of ones are like, oh my look, like four by six feet long. Yeah. And I'm like, oh this is great. I'm like, I, I, again, I I, I I couldn't somebody could put a gun to my head and say, What happened to me? I could not tell you a single thing that happens in that movie, but I could tell you where the banners were in a movie theater from almost 20 years ago. <laughs> right on. And after that, like, uh, July 2003 comes around. I could still remember going to get the back before, like, you, you see internet. Well people did it then but i didn't know how to do it i can still remember that morning my mother and i going and getting a paper so we can know what times we're yep. playing at what movie theater and then we i went with my nephew and all three of us went to go see it and uh, i again i i don't think it needs to be said i absolutely loved it i was and it's funny like we talk about now being like critical things mm-hmm. but like when you're a kid i was just thrilled to have more terminator like yeah, in all yeah. Aussie, it could have been Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting on the toilet for two hours. I would have been <laughs> thrilled. I wouldn't have cared. It was great. It was a new Terminator movie.
1: Absolutely. And
0: um and for, I remember I saw it a second time with my dad that I can remember, like I can remember there was a guy because I'd already seen it, and there was a guy ahead of us, or I'm sorry, sitting in front of us. And I remember him like he didn't know anything. he was like trying to like guess the movie as was he was doing a live commentary, but oh, by okay. trying to guess everything before it happened. And I can still remember him trying to figure out what Arnold says, like in the the uh, the gas station when he says before he says "talk to the hand." Mm-hmm. I can still remember this guy trying to guess what Arnold was going to say. He's sitting there with his wife. He's like, "Uh, uh, uh, no, uh, 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 like something like that." I can't remember. This is a grown ass man, like, talking yeah. to a movie. <laughs> and me being nine years old, being like, "What is this? What is this goober doing? Mm-hmm. You don't talk to movies. It's called be quiet." Yeah, exactly. Um, then this is a fun thing that. Concerning that Rob, what Rob and I were talking about uh, a couple like days ago, I wanted to see the movie again before school started that year, and I I, I begged my mother because she was I stopped being homeschooled that year. Now it's going to be put into a a charter school, which. I'm not gonna go into the history of what a charter school is, but I was real after a year of homeschooling. I was not looking forward to that. So the sure. day before school started, I'm like, "Please, you have to like reward me with something. Like I deserve like a present or something. Can we please go see Terminator again?" And she's like, "No, I'm not seeing for that movie again." But what she bought me as a consolation prize, and this might tell the audience, much like my <laughs> nephew, and <laughs> what I wanted, and my mother bought for me from Eckerd's. Was the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> and that would begin my years-long infatuation with Hillary Duff. So in a weird way, the, the 18th story leads to the Terminator stories and then leads to the Hillary Duff-Lizzie McGuire infatuation. It's all connected. <laughs> the 18th might be the root of all evil as to who I am as a human being. Like when they like 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 millennia from now much like we do with like the ancient pharaohs and they say oh zachary the great ruled mm-hmm. with an iron fist over the world it's like oh what led him to his rise they're gonna go back and realize it was a swedish abba cover band that was behind <laughs> all of this evil <laughs> yep. As weird as it may sound the 18s are responsible for more things in my life that i might not even be aware of even now
1: The dancing um, it was hypnotizing when, It's to all the child. dancing The yep. dancing <laughs>
0: Um but no that's kind of the, the Terminator 3 story like I remember like Buying like all the toys they had like when McFarlane used to make the toys Um there's a bonus feature on the DVD Where it's him like explaining all this Oh, Terminator 3 was like One of those movies that was in the same realm as like Almost like a Star Wars movie where it was like almost like This seminal event where It was like wow because this was like right when I was like In the midst of getting started with Yu-Gi-Oh Uh again Star Wars not that it Faded but there hadn't been a Star Wars thing for over a Year there was some Star Wars stuff out there which usually took over most of my attention, but no, this was like really was like a seminal moment. I remember even when the DVD came out because it's okay. Oh god, there's even more context. That I that even I remember the DVD came out like in the middle of November. And I remember like my mother always had this rule with me growing up that like after October 31st, I wasn't allowed to have anything. She wouldn't buy me anything until Christmas or I wouldn't get anything until Christmas because everything was being saved for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I wanted Terminator so badly. like, it, 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 like I felt like a druggie. I need that fix. I'm like Terminator's here. I need to buy this. I'm like, how can I not have this movie? This is back when like it took months for movies to come out on DVD. It wasn't just like yeah. everything like, within like two weeks you had the movie. And I remember, like, the movie came out, like, November 15th on DVD, and my grandfather died, like, I think, like, three or four days after that, Mm -hmm. and so we had to fly to New York from Florida, and, like, before, like, the day before, because, I think he died on a Monday night, and we, like, flew up by, like. I think, like, Wednesday afternoon, and so, like, that Tuesday morning, we went to, like, Walmart, my mother's bought stuff, like, as supplies to bring around, on the not why you need sure. supplies, but just buy stuff, and it was there, and I went, like, running through, I'm like, see, my grandfather died, I need this, <laughs> and she bought it for me, right and um, I can still remember, even, like, when we were up at my grandmother's, like, all your, like, whatever you want to call it, like the funeral and all that sort of stuff, I brought my portable DVD player, because my grandmother had, like, one of those giant, like, Leave it to Beaver, tv sets like like the wood Mm. casing and everything okay yeah i remember hooking up my dvd my portable dvd player into her vcr And everybody watching terminator 3 on the uh tv (laughs) nice so um yeah terminator 3 has been one of those and i still to this day that's i've never upgraded that blu-ray i'm sorry upgraded to blu-ray because that dvd has such sentimental value to it Because it was this thing that just has like this very specific memory tied to it. I guess should point that out that like I never upgraded the first Terminator or number three to Blu-ray because those DVDs hold so much like sentimentality to them. Yeah, I It's funny. Like as I was watching it for this recording, that same DVD, um, it was skipping in some places. (laughs) Okay. And I was like, oh no! I'm like, I can't. It's like I can't. I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never (laughs) let go. I'm like, I can't get rid of this DVD. So that's my history with Terminator Three. Without like, like forty-five minutes later, and we still haven't really talked about the movie in any meaningful way. <laughs> but um, yeah, this 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 story. Yeah, I, I love Terminator Three. Yeah, I love. Yeah, this. yeah. But I guess how we want like, do we want to just delve immediately into the ending, then like work our way back from that, or do you want to do this? Is in like like I guess it's is gonna kind of like fall into like a Gods of Egypt conversation, or maybe we go like chronologically through it. Because yeah, I, I was gonna
1: ask you a, a similar question. I'm not sure how I, I think I want to attack everything all at once.
0: <laughs> that's what I mean. Cause this is one of those movies that like I feel like if, if we don't do chronological order, it will turn into like the cat in a hat where it's just like, oh, there's this moment. Then there's mm-hmm. this moment. Oh, and how can we forget about that moment? And you kind of just like lose track of like everything. You're like, oh, that's my thing sure. like, I, I think the ending is kind of like I don't want to say the most important element of this movie, but it's it's the the element of the film that really like puts it above all the others in my opinion. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I think I like the, the, uh, the chronological order of it. Cause that's how I have my notes and that's probably a best way to keep us reined in. Right.
0: <laughs> that's the fanciest way. Someone can say Zach, you're wrong. <laughs> we are not going to talk about the ending first. We're going to go in chronological order. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling. Are All we, right. we? are
1: we're, we're uh, this is the split. This episode's just over. Cinematity's done. <laughs> uh,
0: see, folks, I should see much like how Rob did with Amazon Women on the Moon. I frame this as saying it's related to my own dead relative. So you know what? He, you know he liked this movie. I, I've now prevented him from from crapping <laughs> on just in case there's anything he doesn't like. I, I framed it. I, I learned from him.
1: Good, good. All right. So starts with exposition dump. Right? Just the, the quick recap of the first two movies, which I did not need to see. <laughs> exactly. We get some good old John Connor narration. Yep. I uh, I have to... I liked, you know, the whole premise of this. I think I said it in Terminator 2. Like, I liked it was... They took the sequel and it was like, oh, Sarah Connor's in a mental institution. John Connor is the kid and hates his mother type of thing. And then this movie, I feel like they continue that. You know, it's like, okay, Sarah Connor, we don't really know what's happened to her till later on in the movie. It's just John Connor basically saying... I I don't want anybody to know me. Like, I don't think I'm going to be important anymore. I break into vets and steal phenobarbital and just pass out on the floor. And so I was like, great, you know, it's just a
0: weird kind of setup. And I was on board from the start. Again, I don't know how much of this I was privy to in 2003, but I don't think anybody was, like, looking forward to this film and said the phrase, oh, man, like, I, I, I love Arnold, though, but where's Linda Hamilton?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is weird considering that that's, like, the selling point for Terminator Dark Fate. It's like, Arnold's been back, like, yeah, whatever, though. But we have Linda Hamilton back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good point. It's interesting how, like, again, obviously, a lot's changed in 16 years. But it's it's the idea, like, I don't think anybody was missing her. And clearly, uh, Catherine Brewster was meant to fill, like, the hole she leaves. Yeah. And I, like, in all honesty, I never had a problem with Catherine Brewster as a character in, in this and the next film. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of complaints about that as, as her as a character either. It's weird. Like, that's one thing that you'd think a lot of people, especially that we live in the age of, uh, oh, God, what's the buzzword, toxic masculinity. Yeah. That, like, six years ago, oh, I'm sorry, 16 years ago, that was not even a complaint. Because at that point, like, Claire Danes wasn't even, like, I know she was, like, really known from, what, Romeo and Juliet with uh, DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. Forgot about and this, that. This is before Homeland. She was kind of more of a dramatic actress than anything. Mm-hmm. Long before Homeland. So, uh, but yeah, though, like, we'll get into Catherine Booster because she doesn't show up for, God, she doesn't come a prominent character for, well, almost like, until like a half an hour into the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, you know, this movie has to start the same way as the other two, with the uh, the two Terminators coming back in time, all that stuff, yep.
0: And that's the thing, though, is like, I think a lot of people lose sight of the whole thing, like, yes, yeah, so the movie begins where you have Lady, Lady Terminator shows up, and... Like, oh, oh, God, she, she, oh, God, she teleports or time travels into the middle of, like, a Los Angeles, what, it's supposed to be, um, Rodeo, like, Rodeo Drive. Yeah, something um, one,
1: like that, or Sunset Boulevard
0: or something like that. One of those, like, like, uh, foo-foo, chic, like, areas for shopping. Yeah, and, and it's she, completely empty. <laughs> it's, well, that's the thing, though. I'm glad you brought that up, though. I'm like, oh, it's completely empty, we have the woman, like, coming back from the ATM with her Lexus. And she's like, are you okay? Like, do you want me to call the police? She goes, like, I like this car. Mm-hmm. And the next thing we know, we see the Terminatrix TX in the car. And she's driving away. And, like, it's insanely busy. There's, like, an insane amount of traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and it's like, oh, because originally, like, you watch it. It's like, oh, maybe it's, like, 3 a.m., 3, 4 a.m. in the movie. Like, like, things are, like, there's, like, nobody, like, around then it's like oh now it looks like it's like 9 30 10 o'clock and then she starts like doing her rounds where she's like shooting the guy who works at like the fast food restaurant yeah and it's like oh like it looks like 10 o'clock then we see from like the john connor like veterinary stuff um like this is clearly supposed to be like now like break of dawn
1: yeah yeah and i think with the with the vet thing there there there's that one line in there where it says something like the lady shows up at the vet and um, Catherine Brewster's like, you know, the doctor's not here. It's like 4.30 in the morning or something. And so it's like I feel like that was like thrown in there so they could just be like, oh, my God, why does it go from dark to day so quickly? And they were like 4.30. That's why it's going to sun's going to come up anytime.
0: Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Because like even, cause the, But the weird thing in this movie, though, is that there's like time plays a major component in it because mm-hmm. the movie essentially takes place in less than 24 hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, because we just eventually get the bombshell that the world's going to blow up in, like, three hours.
0: <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I know yeah. even, like, going to, like, we have – again, there's, there's a lot of time because like we're first introduced to what? Lady Terminator, mm-hmm. right? She's, like, one of the first things we're introduced to, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we get the um the voiceover from John Connor, the exposition dump. He has his PTSD dream about the machine war. And I gotta yeah. say, I love the look of those Terminators at the beginning. Like that, that's such a great shot. I thought that looked awesome. And then he he doesn't he avoids killing the deer. And then I think like boom, that's like the first five minutes, and then we get yeah. uh, the Terminatrix.
0: But that's the thing though, is that we go to her. Then we go to Catherine Brewster shopping in Bloomingdale's <laughs> yes. with her fiancé. <laughs> and she hates, to- <laughs> she hates machines. She hates machines because we- that's Jimmy C. dialogue. That's like, yes. oh, yeah. <laughs> that's Jimmy C. dialogue. And then we go to Arnold at Ladies Night Out. And then we go to, like, her and the fiancé, like, sleeping, like, at bed. she, like, wakes up at, like, 4.30 in the morning.
1: hmm Yep. And then yeah, when she, she gets, gets the-, the call for the, she gets a notice that the vet was broken into or something.
0: No, Well, no, she goes because there's the woman who comes in with the cat. Oh, oh yeah, I guess... Uh, she doesn't even know anybody broke in until she's already in there. That's true,
1: okay, that's a good point, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's why I mean, time...
1: To, things are just moving around and happening, just, you know, <laughs> and all these characters are coming together.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like, like, again, this movie makes time such, like, a component of, like, the overall film, but it really plays loose and fast with it at times, because even during that, like, that car chase sequence, the color timing, like, of every single see- like, shot changes. Yeah, like. I- yeah I definitely was
1: noticing some weirdness in that For sure
0: Yeah cause you have shots of like oh like he drives out like Oh god you have the confrontation in the parking lot Between the two terminators Then we'll have John Connor driving the thing He sees her like behind like in the, the cabin Or in the trunk or whatever you want to call it And then like he crashes into the guy I'm going to rip your nuts off Asshole oh, Son of a bitch God damn it Look what you did to my car this is my company car asshole. Get your ass out here. Get your ass out of the car. Now! What are you doing? You don't have insurance. I'm going to rip your balls hey, off. Hey, listen. I don't want any problems, okay? Was Shut an accident. up! Help! Who's got I'm him back there? What's going on in there? Who's back Calm down. Here?
2: Shut up! I'm
0: in there. Well, I'll be goddamn. A cop when you need one. Mm-hmm. and like the, the color timing changes then then we cut to like all of the the medical and emergency vehicles being controlled and that's different like time color timed like every <laughs> single shot and i get it; they're trying to like show the transition from like break of dawn to morning i'm like you don't need to do that just, p- yeah. just p- pick a time of day and stick with it <laughs> like yeah. it becomes jarring after a while that every scene just looks slightly different
1: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> uh
0: but no so like yeah we have that we could like, going back earlier that we had the, like terminatrix comes back in time i guess i don't have anything really much to say about john connor's like fever dreams and like just his paranoia
1: i think yeah, I, I,
0: I just think it looked cool yeah i think it's a, a nice exposition dump but i don't think it's necessary because like most of that went over my head when i was a kid and i guess mm-hmm. i should say that like like Back then, I didn't process any of this It was just, Arnold, Terminator, cool Yeah, exactly Like, that was it And I think that's what most of the audience did, like, going into this Because, um, like, even the ending, which we'll get to It I took me, like, God, I don't think I figured out that ending to the last, like, five years, like, in the last five years or so
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> The
0: ending really didn't, like, really kind of, like, cement itself in my mind um, But the weird thing, though, is that, like, he says in that exposition dump That he was 13 when they sent the second Terminator back in time Mm-hmm that's wrong. He's only ten.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then there's a point later on in the film where they say something like, I think what he's saying about like his mother and like had leukemia. It's like, oh, he was die. Like she was diagnosed in ninety four, but she had like, but she survived three. He say two or three years.
1: I think three because she wanted to make sure that Judgment yes. Day, when she knew it wouldn't happen.
0: Exactly and that happened in 97 Like in in the previous continuity And clearly in this continuity too So like there's no way he could have been 13 Like it's weird that like us the audience Can figure that out Yet the (laughs) filmmakers couldn't Yeah yeah (laughs) And this is all laid out in the first two films Like none of this is like hard to follow It's not like oh Terminator Salvation Like gave part of this away or Genesis Or Mm -hmm. Jimmy C had an interview where he explained any of this This is all laid out in the first two films
1: yeah exactly
0: if you're getting paid a seven figure salary to write a screenplay i don't know how you like screw that up
1: <laughs> i think whoever they were paying or all the people that were in somewhat charge of this they were um taking the phenobarbital and passing out on set <laughs> <laughs> just nothing ever got checked <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah no, no like like the thing in the beginning is fine like i again, I agree with you i like the uh the terminator sequence mm-hmm. and that's like one of my few complaints with this is that we don't get a, we only get one like god shot sequence of the future yeah you have like all the Terminators like walking. You like I guess you get the Hunter Killer like hovering over the water. You get like the dozens of Terminators walking, and then you have like John Connor standing on top of one of the Hunter Killers like going yeah yeah. He's oh. just like grunting. <laughs> and uh, one thing I did notice about that sequence that would never happen today is that you have like a um, like an American flag being held behind him. Oh, okay, yep. Because again, if this was made today, that wouldn't be allowed hmm. Because it'd be like it'd be humanity Earth's like triumph over the machines, not the United States
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I just find that fascinating. Like it's like, oh, and obviously this was a film that was being made in the wake of 9-11. So you probably like that sort of elements like, oh, just put an American flag in there It'll buy us some good PR. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's just funny that like, you think of like when we see Terminator Dark Fate, I'd be willing to bet there will not be one American flag. And if there is, or if there isn't any mention of America, it will be in some derogatory fashion about yeah. something, 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 immigration, something, something, Lord knows what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, just, yep. some, again, another one of those things where, like, God, 16 years later, you're going to have that much, I don't want to say a shift. But uh, there will be a difference. Um, um, but no, so, like, getting up to, like, I think we've already discussed the uh, Terminatrix shows up. Uh, yep. The breast enlargement scene, that's great. That's yeah, great. I
1: I want to know, like, is that is that how is it expanding is it like creating new matter is it air is it a liquid like like she's got like she can just seemingly grow certain parts of her arms and stuff like that so i i was just like what is the technology behind this you know and it's like so i think the thing that was interesting to me um them sending, you know, a female Terminator back. Like, I know we're going to say she and female, but it's a robot, doesn't have gender. Um, but I, I love the idea they send a, a woman back because I'm sure that this has something to do with, you know, oh, her mission is to kill all these generals and lieutenants of John Connors because they don't know where he is. And it's like, let's send a woman to do more of that, you know, kind of covert and, like, be able to get around easier than than a man type of thing. It also made me think of Annihilation. <laughs> where it's like the first few expeditions they sent men and they never came back. So they're like, let's try women. I guess that was more of the book than the movie, but it made me think of that. And I was like, so on board with it. It was, it was a great kind of switch to have, you know, like we already mentioned, uh, she walks up to the woman in the street and the woman's like, oh, my God, do you need help? And, you know, she doesn't realize that she's in danger where if it was, you know, naked Arnold showing up in the middle of uh, that sunset boulevard or whatever, she'd be like screaming and, and driving away
0: as yeah. fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it's an interesting dynamic. And again, it's the same thing that ha- it's funny. Like you said. Oh God, machines don't have gender, and it's, God, it's sad that we have, have this conversation nowadays. <laughs> but it's you know, I think it's like even in Terminator Two that happens. Like, oh, Robert Patrick impersonates the the, ser- the stepmother, mm-hmm. and then in this the Terminatrix impersonates the fiance.
1: Yeah. it's the oh,
0: idea. Yeah. That, like, it's it's the notion of like it, this thing doesn't have a gender. It just it picks an identity. Obviously, in T Two, it's the um, it's Robert Patrick, and in this case, it was more of a I don't want to say a marketing gimmick. Mm-hmm. But it was supposed to be a twist on the story. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. like, oh, like again, we already had, again, the first movie was two guys, second film was two guys. What would happen if you had an attractive woman?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I, It's it was, clever. Uh, it like you yeah. said, it, it adds another layer to this film that, once again, people just ignore, sadly, because it is. It's mm-hmm. an interesting dynamic, because, again, she doesn't really get noticed in any sense. Like, yeah, nobody, yeah. Th- there's never a scene in this where someone kind of like looks at her and says like like oh god what's it Terminator two or Robert like the the guy in the uh, liquid nitrogen is like oh buddy are you okay. Oh, There's yeah. nothing like that in this. Where like anybody gives her really a double take. We have like a somewhat similar scene in this, where um they drive underneath the tractor trailer in the Hurst, mm-hmm. and the guy gets out in the what's it the the Zenodrine? the Zenodrine, <laughs> uh, truck, <laughs> and, yeah. and he gets out and sees her like uh, flame throwing a tree, and he like gets in his truck and like like immediately or he just walk runs away, mm-hmm. and that's kind of it though. Like she's kind of like almost okay, I do I want to say a non entity, but like nobody really gets in her way. Yeah, there is exactly. that there isn't that sense. Like you said, that's it's that's another layer of this where like you'd think if if we were making the female Terminator movie today, and considering that Terminator Dark Fate plays into this a little bit, I imagine there's gonna be several sequences in that film where it's gonna be a lady Terminator. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm, there, there's gonna be yeah. and the Lady Terminator's has to to sit there and do something to prove like that she's badass. And again, we don't give this movie credit for just like, oh, we're gonna have a female terminator. Period. Exactly. Yep. That's it. Like, it's it's clever. It's it's a twist on the story that we haven't seen before. Yeah, it was a welcome change, yep. Yeah, in a film that's derided for being too derivative.
1: And I, I have to mention that – what's her, her last name? I don't, I don't remember her first name, but Loken or Loken or something? The, yeah, the actress. C- –
0: I've always said Kristana Loken.
1: Okay, okay. She – the way she moves her head and neck in some of these scenes is just amazing. Like, I feel like she nails the whole, like – a robot acting type of thing. Like I loved some of the neck acting.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And that's, it's funny. Like, I don't think she's okay. She's probably worked, but she hasn't done anything really noteworthy since this. Like, yeah, you know.
1: I actually looked, I was like, where I was like, I don't know who this is. You know, and this is, I felt someone that, you know, I would remember be like, Oh, I forgot it was her type of thing. And I looked it up and apparently the only other thing I've ever seen her in was and she was in a sketch on an episode of key and peel. <laughs> oh, Okay. Not one yeah. of the ones we did, we watched, but I was like, "Oh wow, that's the, I, She's been in other things, but nothing that I had ever, uh, ever, you know, seen or been exposed to.
0: She wasn't a passenger uh, in the Terry sketch. No,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna drax them sklounced. <laughs> okay, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Uh, no, like that's the sad thing, though, is that like she actually does a pretty good job, like a, a pretty great physical performance. Yeah. It's never got any sort of like appreciation for it. It's another one of those instances where again the fans just didn't. Again, I don't want to say that because I don't know what the pulse was of the fans of uh, two thousand three. Mm-hmm. But even nowadays, like I said last week, this on IMDb out of all the films, this is the lowest rated, which I find just yep. shocking. Like again, I don't like, the first two. No, I'm not surprised. People are just so narrow sighted. It's like nostalgia. Mm-hmm. They're so blinded by that they can't be objective. But like the fourth and fifth one, the fifth one. Yeah. Amelia Clark, Sarah Connor is better than this. It's (laughs) like, get out of here, stupid people. Yeah, uh, but no, like she gives a fantastic like physical performance. Like obviously she's doing a Robert Patrick impersonation for the most part when it comes to like the delivery of the very few lines she has.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but no, like you said, like it's the body motions. Like between just the hand gestures she does when she has her little robot hand that can like r- that can transform into any weapon. Yeah, uh, it's great. Like I really, it, not to keep like reiterating the point, but it is. It is a. Uh, it's a great. It's it's a nice performance in the Terminator canon of just like acting inorganic yeah yeah i uh, nailed it definitely and the steely gaze she has a fantastic like steely gaze it's yeah it's a, it's an aces performance for what she for what she has to do in this Absolutely. And then even like in a it's also cgi that I, I, I think about it like nowadays we take like oh god like everybody has to work with like uh like little tracking dots on their face <laughs> and on their yeah. body and like nowadays i think the studios hire like like acting coaches to like like coach the actors to the person, okay you're gonna have this this is how you move this is how like you make sure the computer reads all your movements and you think about it like when this was being filmed like in like 2002 there was none of that like think about gollum gollum from lord of the Mm -hmm. rings wasn't even really like a cemented thing yet they were still working on him when this movie was being made yep so again this really was i don't want to say a a oh god breaking new ground performance But it was The idea you had to like Integrate technology I would imagine she probably Had little tracking dots On her arm And on her body at parts Especially like Toward like the final battle Between her and Arnold In the uh, What's it CRS's Or the government The government building
1: Yeah Oh yeah We definitely have to talk about that How one of the setup scenes At the start of this movie Is that the government Has a virus
0: (laughs) Well that that I don't even mind because it's two thousand three because no, I'm, I'm on board speak. with
1: it. I just love I love saying that, you know, it's like that they don't say that in the movie, but basically, that's what we're led to believe that the whole government has
0: a virus. It's great, the private and the commercial sector, mm-hmm. ok. So we have her we I guess we never talked a thing about her her breast expanding. The thing I take it as, it's like the the t one thousand. I think about t one thousand like is Robert Patrick. but it also can be like the portly mental hospital like guard like, where he's mm-hmm. much more I guess it ha- what's what they say in this and the last movie was it mem- uh, mememic poly alloy or something something like that yeah some, they, some this, sci-fi gobbledygook yeah
1: in this one I, there's that one scene where they're like Arnold and Catherine Brewster and John Connor all driving away and I think Arnold says nanotech somewhere in there oh
0: okay <laughs> so yeah, it,
1: well, I, and and I'm like no Arnold she's maximum overdrive that's what she is
0: <laughs> <laughs> honey Come on over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole. She's a Stephen King plot device. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, I, I like, okay, we'll get to that in a moment. I'm 100% fine with Terminators and them having, like, oh, God, like a metal endoskeleton and having, like, like shape-shifting, like, metal goo. Mm-hmm. But the idea of being able to control a car remotely and, be, and a car being able to shift gears... Yeah. By itself that just drove me nuts like the, <laughs> like the car shifts gears By itself I'm like no I don't care what sort of remote technology You have unless you have a mechanism Built into the car that can, it can shift gears On its own a car cannot Do that I don't yeah. care <laughs> I, I don't care what sci-fi plot device that you Introduce to this software cannot Add hard like magically create hardware
1: Oh, yeah, it was it was beautifully bonkers. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Um, but no, so like you have, I guess it's the whole, that she just can create mass,
1: yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, like how um the t one thousand could, you know extend his arms into like the hooks to get like to jump up the cop car and stuff. So, yeah, you know, would create or maybe not
0: create, but you know, expand or replace yeah. mass and stuff. yeah, okay, yeah. I'll buy it. yeah, it's no different from her impersonating anybody. Every time I've seen this movie with people, which is confirmed at least three times that scene always gets a laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah. <She's>,
0: yeah. <laughs> she, she gets pulled over. She sees the Victoria's secrets ad and you slowly see her chest expand. And That always gets a laugh.
1: <laughs> right on.
0: So like after that we have, I like your gun. She goes around shooting different people back in the day. My nephew and I used to go around to scream at each other. Jose Barrera. Cause we always <laughs> found that hilarious. Um, this going around like like again, that's one of those like things like if you like it become a thing with Rob Not, you go to any sort of drive through, and it's like, hi, welcome to Burger King, may I take your order? Jose Barrera <laughs> Welcome to Jim's Burgers. Can I take your order? Jose Barrera? Yeah, that's
2: me. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that was great. Did you also notice that she she pulls up through the drive through like it's a regular old drive through, and like says to the the um the voice thing, you know, Jose Barrera? And then when she drives up to the window, the window's on the passenger side. Did you notice? Yeah. This? Not yeah. Like, did she go like around <laughs> and go the other way? Like what? Like what is this?
0: <laughs> I actually have. It's funny. I, I didn't even think about that until you brought it up, though. But I have thought about it in the past, and I have an answer for you. Okay. Well, I, I do, it's probably not just. Oh God! Specific to the thing, the instance I'm going to reference, but when I lived in Florida. There was a fast food restaurant that was both In Florida and I think it's in certain areas On the east coast called Checkers I know they're called Rallies in Ohio Yeah I've heard and, of them And the one I had in Florida It was it was again the ones we had in Florida You could not sit in they were only like drive Through and like order up window If mm-hmm. you got out of your car And I remember when we lived in Florida Because it was right behind the Blockbuster So a lot of times like on Friday nights we'd get like a movie And then get uh, Checkers and they had the drive-through on both sides, and what it is is that it's a way to like alleviate demand or, gotcha. or align. because if you have two window or I guess two oh god, what do you call it? And you, you go up and you talk to it. You have two of those, and you mm-hmm. have yeah, yeah. you have takeout. I'm sorry, drive-through on both sides. Like if you have somebody in the passenger seat, they can take the food. And he asked, yep. he's like, "Oh, if I take this line, I might have to like reach over like the console in the passenger seat, but at least I can get my food faster."
1: Okay, okay, I,
0: I and that—that's that. what I'm assuming it is. It's, okay. it's, it, it was a location. I don't think they fabricated this set for the movie. Mm-hmm. I imagine you probably like looked up this like the like the uh, locations where it was filmed on IMDb. It's probably a real place. And it probably follows that same sort of just like mechanism. Gotcha
1: okay okay
0: or design excuse me right on right on good I'm so glad no, you
1: noticed it because it made me think of I think I I'm gonna told you this story a long time ago Zach but never on the podcast I in my undergrad one time we were like out and like four guys in a car and we're driving and the guy was like oh let's stop at the drive through." like I think we went to like a like a KFC drive through or something like right near our campus and as we're getting into there he's like you want to go through the drive-through backwards? And we're like, what? We're like, what do you mean? He's like, I've done it before. He's like, we're literally gonna drive through the drive-through backwards. And so we did this. And so when we ordered, it's like fine. Cause you know, nobody at the place can see you. But when we like backed up to the window, the people were like, la- like the worker was like, go oh, come, you gotta see this. Like this guy's going through backwards. So that's what I thought that she like backed up and went through the drive-through backwards. So she could have like a quick escape; she wouldn't have to like go on the, through the whole drive-through or something.
0: <laughs> That's great. How's that not a prank? Like, you, I remember bro, was it Koning? Remember that? Or people who go like yeah, McDonald's yeah. thing? How's that not a thing? Or that no, was? I don't. Yeah,
1: I had. I've. I've. This, that dude was the only guy I've ever heard pitch that idea. And if I was better at driving in reverse, I would totally do that. <laughs> but although, the, the best thing about that this when we did it was you know the the workers were like oh you got to see this and they were like laughing at us and stuff while we were at the window like waiting for our food facing the wrong way (laughs) someone pulled into the drive-thru and the look on this dude's face when he saw headlights coming at him he like had a mini heart attack (laughs) we we were laughing at him
0: (laughs) oh my god that's good were you in the passenger seat or in the back i was in the back
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, I wasn't the one who I didn't get to grab the food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's
0: you know what, folks. We don't condone that on Cinematis though, but at the same time, oh god, we also don't condemn it.
1: Yes, yeah, that's that's I, I, I agree with you. That's like a a prank that everybody should
0: be able to get behind. You know, like someone will ruin it because like what happens that some idiot would like shift gears and like crash into like a family of four. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, like yeah. there'll be that one guy who ruins it for everybody else. Who um, would be the dave Chappelle sketch you're gonna hit a little girl on a bike (laughs) not because you were high because you're going in reverse (laughs) remember folks cinemonties does not condone or condemn driving through the the drive-through backwards (laughs) oh that's good um but no so that's the that's the story to that okay Uh, okay i yeah yeah. i'm glad you
1: noticed it another weird layered or aspect to this movie (laughs)
0: Okay, after that we have, uh, I guess we have the, the thing of Catherine Brewster and Robert Brewster. Robert Brewster, it's weird. He kind of like, I, when I was rewatching this, I always remember him having a bigger part in this. Okay. And he's really only at like the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He has one scene in the middle, then he's at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I always remember him having a larger role. Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah I don't know why. Kind
1: of, you know, he got them some information. That was really all he kind of did. And I guess he was the the one who, you know activated skynet they have the whole him hitting the the y button on the keyboards close-up
0: scene (laughs) yeah um but no it's like after that we have arnold shows up to the past he goes into a bar which i know is supposed to be a like and he goes in and it's a ladies night and it's clearly supposed to be a subversion of expectations because you think of him going into the biker bar from the second film but he goes into a ladies night and he's scanning all the different outfits and we get the kind of like the overweight woman wearing the tight outfit. And he says, inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird. That mo- that line, I don't remember getting, I-, I think it got a laugh. But like nowadays people point to that being like, this movie's trash. Really? Yeah. Like that's, They're that's like, just, oh, it's, it's, it's low brown humor. Uh, okay, sure. And you know, what? Oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's upsetting. That's one of those things that like people point to and, like, this movie's horrible. They also point to him taking out the like spangly star glasses add like the 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 leather jacket pocket. Mm-hmm. Like they took that out. It's like like people hate like you go on YouTube and type that in. Like you will get like dozens of YouTube videos, people just crucifying that. Um I never understood why. That that's another moment that always got a laugh.
1: Okay. Like, yeah, I really- I loved that scene. I love the whole where, you know, it's the ladies' night and you have this like this, this stripper type guy dancing on stage and naked Arnold just walks up to him and he's like, take off your clothes. Like I thought that was great that he's telling like a, a male dancer to take off their clothes, which he's p- probably going to do in a few minutes.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. And plus, it's the whole idea, too. He's at a ladies night and the women sit there go nuts. Like when he do- when he gets on stage, the entire you can hear the entire crowd erupt. Yeah. 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 It's it's neat. And I don't know why stupid nerds can't appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I was so on board. <laughs> Yeah, stupid nerds. Not everything's meant for you, nerds. <laughs> um, Even if you so that, want it to be. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's like he goes He goes into the – he breaks into a car or a truck. And one thing I always – like, it took me years to figure this out. But I remember, like, watching this. And when he, like – he's about to, like, start the car, I thought. And he pulls down the sun visor and something falls down. And for the longest time, I always thought that was keys. And it was a nod to the second film with him, like with John Connor being like, are we learning yet? And it took me forever. I don't know why, because we do see him eventually like hotwire the car. But I always thought when he was doing that, it was a reference to the second film. Okay. And then I I think that's what I thought
1: when I watched it yesterday, too.
0: (laughs) No, because it's again, I knew this for a while, but it's a watch because he's setting the time. Oh,
1: oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. Yep. Wow and I didn't I never, think about that Yeah, I
0: never thought about it Like in a world of fan service And just like stroking the fans uh, They had a perfect chance to do that mm-hmm. And they avoided it Right on yeah that's awesome That's the highest Like That's the highest road a movie can take Or a sequel going down a road Of fan service and taking The high road <laughs> Definitely. Like you, you could very easily like have a watch And the keys fall down But they chose not to Right on yeah Beautiful. And then, and then you have a scene that uh, he sees sunglasses, and it's weird. This it's a really weird thing in this movie that the Terminator clearly likes sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in the first, in the second film, that was like like a cool thing for him to do, where it was like, oh, like the guy sister has like the, sh- the the shotgun, and he takes it out of thing, and it's badass Arnold riding the chopper down the highway. Mm. In this, it's like, oh, I guess he just likes wearing sunglasses because they get destroyed at one point. And he gets another pair.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. In the uh, convenient, the gas station convenience store, he's like spending time looking at some of the sunglasses.
0: <laughs> that's a weird detail. Like that's that's an aspect of fan service. Like, why does he need sunglasses? Like in the first film, he needs the sunglasses because his eye is damaged and he can't, like, again, he, yep. he people will be able to identify him. In this, it's like, well, his face is already like all torn up. You can see, like, at that point, like he's been he's been through a couple battles.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, the sunglasses
0: yeah. aren't hiding anything Yeah <laughs> Like, it's incredibly badass, don't get me wrong And I would imagine, probably, if I had to guess Schwarzenegger probably mandated To probably hide some crow's feet Or some probably, like, bags under his eyes mm-hmm. uh, Probably had a practical purpose Beyond just the aesthetical, aesthetic level yeah. of it all um, But no, like, and it's funny Like, how he puts the sunglasses After he breaks into the truck I've always felt it was, like, reminiscent of the this, oh God, the uh, animatronic head from the first Terminator putting on the sunglasses, like that really kind of like slow, jerky motion. Mm-hmm. And it's shot almost like the exact same angle. And he's putting the glasses on. He just slowly like slips them on over his head. Yeah. And I get it. Like now, that's like, if this was made today, that'd be a, that'd be, a, oh, a, that'd be, yeah. that'd be an applause moment. But back then, that didn't happen. Like that that was the beauty of movies before Marvel. It was like people, like, cool things happened, and idiots didn't just start, like, going... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, folks, like, before Marvel films, you could actually go to a movie and enjoy them. It was a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, what a time to be alive.
0: And then we have, I guess, what, the hospital... Uh, the veterinary sequence?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I, after Arnold shows up into the past, or our timeline, I guess, I think the next thing we get is... Caffin Brewster's showing up to the vet. John Connors just passed out on the floor. Um, and, and then, you know, shit starts to hit the
0: fan when uh, the the Terminatrix shows up. Well, we will talk about Hercules and whether he has pneumonia or a hairball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, Rob. These are the pressing cinematic questions. Does Hercules mm. have pneumonia or a hairball? It's Hercules. I think he's got pneumonia. He just started coughing and wouldn't stop. Betsy, I've got a problem in the back. A problem? This is an
1: emergency. It sounds like a hairball. I know what a hairball sounds like. Where's Dr. Monroe? It's 5.30 in the morning. I'm sure he's home sleeping. I, I don't I don't think. Uh, I'm going to go with hairball. I would believe okay. the, because um, it's this woman's coming in at like, you know, 4.30 in the morning about her cat. You know, when she's, she seems like one of those crazy animal people that it's probably just, you know, uh, over exaggeration type of thing. So I'm going to go hairball. But do you have any inside
0: knowledge? Is there a deleted scene you didn't send me? (laughs) I would agree that it's also a hairball. Because as a lifelong cat owner, they usually do have hairballs that time in the morning. Oh, there you go. There you go. See, folks? I don't think it's pneumonia. And so
1: the woman gets killed, but Hercules technically lives. Like, we don't see the Terminatrix kill Hercules, right? No. (laughs) Good.
0: That's a cat version of John Connor. It survived. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I oh, that'd be it. great!
1: Another oh, Terminator Seven. A Terminator has to go back and protect an animal. Oh, there's sorry. a great miracle buffalo crossover in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. rephrase that said meow 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 meow. That's that, that's a Terminator crying from meow mix. <laughs> Oh, Ted Turner
1: sends a Terminator back in time to capture the, the Miracle <laughs> Buffalo, and Ted Nugent sends a, a reprogrammed good Terminator back in time to stop Ted Turner's
0: uh, Terminator. <laughs> now that's the plot to Terminator Seven. There we go. <laughs> uh, you know what you talked about last week, Rob? The Mad TV Terminator sketch. Oh my God, I like totally forgot about. It. I haven't remember seen that, that in forever. Yeah, jeez. Stop killing <laughs> Judas!
1: <laughs> hey, look oh what's that over there! Yeah, I haven't thought about that in forever. Right, good, good pull. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I'll keep reviving Judas. It's like it's yeah. like oh god, oh no! How's that sketch end? Um, oh god, oh, I'd, have what, to, Mar- I'd have to see it again, man. Oh, oh man, god, what is it? Mary crying? It's, no, it's, it's we see the crucifix. And it's clearly like like after the, the crucifixion has occurred. It's like Mary crying. And it's Arnold. They're like, don't worry he'll be back. Oh, and she yeah. and she looks up to him and she's like starts like sobbing even louder he's like, "What?" <laughs> 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 oh,
2: that's great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah.
0: No. Um, no, so like, okay, I guess again, uh, John Connor in the ke- she locks him in the kennel. Yep. And when she locks him in there, we hear like an insane amount of like, animals like like yelping and like meowing and barking. Oh, yeah. And then like like the Terminatrix shows up Shoots the woman That's what you get for bother- bothering your veterinarian At 4.30 in the morning mm-hmm. And like She shows up, she chases Catherine Brewster Out into the parking lot John Connor, where is he? And she has Catherine Brewster By like the heel of her stiletto Arnold shows up And does one of the greatest vehicle entrances Of all time <laughs> Yep. He like I, I want to know what his like scenario was If he didn't have like a uh, A car with like oh god What's that called Uh, Suspension fantastic suspension Oh yep yep Because the car like bounces down Bounces up and just completely Like oh god Hovers over Catherine Brewster Slams into the Terminatrix Into the side of the Veterinary veterinary. And then, like, a bunch of propane that's just there for some reason just explodes. Yeah, they have all these gas tanks just sitting around. (laughs) And then, like, Arnold gets out of the car, like, picks up Catherine Brewster, throws her in the back of her car, and goes, like, where's John Connor? She goes, if I tell you where he is, do you promise to let me go? And he goes, yes. And she tells him, in a kennel, in the clinic— and he picks up a tire iron. She goes, and we'll probably insert the clip here. I thought you said you were gonna let me go in one of the greatest Arnold retorts of all time. I lied, I and just love it. and just slams the two door shuts. Takes the do- the tire iron and bends it around the handles. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Where's John Connor?
2: If I tell you, tell you, will you let me go? Yes. He's in in a in a the kennel in a
1: cage but you, you, you said that you'd let me go i lied please please please
2: you have to you have to let me go
1: and of course this this reminds me i don't i don't know which one came first cuz i don't know my the my timeline but this reminds me so much of if not my favorite one of my favorite uh, jokes from the simpsons where the Arnold parody. What's it like? Wolf
0: McBain or something like that? McBain. Okay. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, oh something God. McBain? Yeah. No, his, his, no, the character he always plays is McBain. Oh, okay. But okay. it's uh, a Wolf, Wolfhauser or something uh, like that. Yeah. The Arnold Schwarzenegger parody. Everybody yeah. knows who
1: that is. And, and there's one episode where uh, he's like, I think Bart is dating his daughter or something like that. So oh, he's yeah. over at the Simpsons house and they're having dinner together. And there's a scene. Or there's a shot where it's, like, him looking at the cake that Marge served, and he, like, picks up a piece and he goes, remember when I said I'd eat you last? I lied. <laughs> and I, I love that line. I lo- I've always loved that joke, and that's exactly
0: what this made me think of.
2: Remember when I said I would eat you last?
0: I lied. <laughs> but the fun thing, like the, the thing that's, like, interesting, though, it's, like, he already said the I lied one-liner before, and it's in Commando. Oh, because he does that with uh, Sully He's like hey Sully remember when I said I kill you last yeah that's right Matrix You did I lied He lets him go over okay. the cliff That's the thing though but, like I don't know this like don't get me wrong They're both great I guess we should say Commando like the king of Arnold like one Liners mm-hmm. like the John Matrix Commando character that's just like It's just one after the other rapid Fire just like one liners like Pardon my friend he's dead tired Let off some steam Bennett Yep. Um yeah, like no C- command a masterpiece just for the dialogue alone. <laughs> uh, but no, like I've always loved that. And the thing I found interesting though is that, like Arnold crashes into the vet- into the veterinary clinic and we see John Connor, he's right there. Like where the Terminatrix crashed in to the mm-hmm. wall and there's two things. A. There's not a lot of animals crying at that point. Oh, yep. <laughs> the amount of animals like yelping and woofing and, and meowing has like re- is reduced by like 80 to 90 percent yeah so like at least like a dozen animals are now dead Which Like when you're making this movie you're like oh where should she lock john connor it's like oh You could lock him in an exam room no mm. no no let's lock him in the kennel where there's live animals Yeah <laughs> so again animals are dead and then two what if arnold was going a little bit faster what if yep. the walls of the clinic weren't that thick? Exactly. John Connor's
1: dead. Yeah, because I because neither uh, until um, oh god yeah we have to mention how uh, uh, the Terminatrix tastes John Connor's blood and like orgasms from it that that really weird reaction shot. But I isn't it the case that like neither of the Terminators know where John Connor is until they find Catherine Brewster?
0: That's the weird thing, though, is that like there's there's an element of this plot that's not really like unveiled until like what two thirds of the way through where it's like, oh, yeah, like it's mentioned earlier when it comes to the Terminatrix that like, oh, John Connor couldn't be located based on what he says, like in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So they had to sit there, like go after his top lieutenants, including Catherine Brewster. But it's like, oh, I guess that was Arnold's thing, too, that like that's why he went directly to the veterinarian clinic. Yeah, that's how I took it. Is that he was going there to get Catherine Brewster, but like, why would she be there at five thirty in the morning? Like, would you, did did he know that Hercules was sick?
1: Oh, that's a yeah, that's a good point. It, yeah, it seems like if <laughs> they had it? that very specific piece of information, they would have more info on John Connor.
0: <laughs> and considering that, like, they say that, like, oh, he was sent back in time, and I know I will get to it later on in this episode, Terminator Three: The Redemption, but how that game begins is with Catherine Brewster saying like god damn you you killed john mm-hmm. and like now i'm going to send you back in time okay okay so if catherine brewster thinking obviously i would imagine the game did not like the game came after the movie mm-hmm. so it's like oh like if catherine brewster sent him back in time why wouldn't she just send him considering that she knows that uh yeah her fiance is going to die like why not just send him to the to the, par- the apartment or house or wherever they lived yeah that's a good point
1: yeah, I don't know. Whatever,
0: whatever. Time travel, Gobber the Cook nonsense. It doesn't matter. Um, but again, I've, I've always loved that too. Where like John Connor like stumbles out of the kennel, and you see Arnold like walking down the hallway in slow motion. Like it's like like the fire, smoky lighting. Yeah. And It's like it's like John Connor. It's like, are you here to kill me? No, you must live. And it's yep. like, ah. Oh! Oh it's great like that's like that to my little nine-year-old brain that was like the endorphins nice that that's that's the nine-year-old Zachary equivalent of like Chewy, we're home nine-year-old me appreciated that and that's how it should work if you're a child that sort of like blatant like nostalgia should work it shouldn't work like once you reach like the age of reason so we're gonna say like I don't know 10 10 and a half mm-hmm. that sort of trick shouldn't work on you in a movie yeah yeah I hear you um, But no I've always loved that I love how he throws him into Like like the car and it's like go It's like drive And much like how I said in our Terminator 2 Discussion you get a very Early confrontation between the good and Bad Terminator and mm-hmm. she more Or less wipes the floor with him To the point where she just kind of Like disposes of him and just walks Away
1: yeah and he even needs to like Do a reboot or
0: something like he's out
1: Cold for a while
0: Yeah like her opening like punch Is more or less like a final punch
1: Mm -hmm, It's kind of like if
0: she would have just Aimed a little bit higher she would have like Clocked him yep or KO'd him And and Then we have the car chase sequence Which it's weird like In the history of car chases and I know there's Again there's so many car chases nowadays in movies But like How is this not ranked and let's be Okay let's be overly generous and say How is this not ranked in the top 10
1: i I agree. I thought this like there's so much destruction. There's like everything's getting torn up in this this chase scene. And I'm just like, this is insanely awesome. Like this is I'm not usually into like these big spectacle action things, but this was just like great. It was it made sense. It was, you know, just something you don't usually get to see nowadays unless it's all CGI. You know, I'm thinking like, man of steel and stuff like that. This was actual like, you know, seeing cars flip around, all this stuff, it was awesome. I'm yeah, I'm I'm with you. This should be up there, for sure.
0: Yeah, because like I again, once again with like, and I know this is one of the very few things people like highlight as a positive is the car chase. But it's like we look at like again, like, I know, like a lot of people like the uh the river chase from Terminator 2 with John Connor on the little like dirt bike and Arnold on his Harley.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: I think you're know wrong. That's great. I love that. But like there's so like this is such an insanely choreographed car chase. Yeah. Except for the color timing, it's <laughs> yeah. practically perfect. Yeah, it's great. Just between and it's funny, like I know at one point like she's like uh, Catherine Bruce is reporting that she's like in a stolen car. And she's like, I'm in a Toyota tundra. And I'm like, that should have been the sponsor of this movie. Forget Lexus. Yeah. <laughs> because like that car, that car takes a Beating, mm-hmm. and it just like it gets spun three hundred and sixty degrees at one point, and it just keeps on chugging along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I always see like, you go to a car dealership. Oh, like I heard a Toyota dealer. Like, hi, what can I help you with? I want like a two thousand two Toyota Tundra. It's like, certainly <laughs> we haven't, haven't made that car like in twenty years. No, I bet trust if you me. Find
1: one; it'll still be running though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like wow like that's a car they don't make them like they used to i think about it, it literally plows into another car at like 60 miles per hour yep. other than like a slight like what like 30 second like hesitation like turning over exactly yeah <laughs> it's great um but no like that whole car chase like i love everything about it especially the whole idea of we have a car chase where like all the cars are being done like remotely mm-hmm and we have the TX and like the giant, like, oh god, what would you even call that? That that I thing think she's driving. Some it.
1: type of like crane or, or construction equipment thing. Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, the champion truck. That's how mm-hmm. I always do the, the champion truck. Like you have Arnold on the uh the, the police bike, and I love how like, even like when he wakes up from like the paramedics trying to help him. God, this guy weighs a ton. He kind of yeah, like yeah. wakes up and they and they throw him. And yeah, it's uh it, oh no, that they throw him. He sits or gets up there and he throws the 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 motorcycle cop off, like, get off. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, yeah, it's a... And he chases her, and he blows out the tires. And then, like, all of a sudden, because you kind of, not to say you expect, another, like, motorcycle chase in Terminator 2. And I love how, like, the moment he catches up with her, she just knocks, like, the, the what would you call it? the The wrecking ball with the yep. hook. It knocks him off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's awesome.
0: And he holds on to it, and she proceeds to, like, you don't even see this, really. She like, she, like, twists and turns the crane to the point where she keeps trying to, like, knock him off, and mm-hmm. at one point she tries to, like, knock him into an ambulance, and he kicks it over.
1: Yes, he just like, he, like, just kicks it and it goes over. Oh, it's great. That's one thing I really liked, you know, we've been mentioning it, I think, kind of just implicitly, but this movie, I felt, was the first to finally, like, deal with how much weight like how heavy the physical terminators are like with the the fireman is like oh this guy weighs a ton i can't move him that it's it's literally like basically just you know tapping an ambulance and the ambulance is flipping over like this movie treats that well these things are huge bulky machines
0: yeah even when she has the crane like and she she makes turns with him on the end of it, it it practically tips over
1: yeah oh yeah it's awesome
0: that's again, the stupid goddamn nerds are so hung up on the fact that it's another like protecting John Connor in a woman story. They throw out all the baby with the bathwater.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: There's so many, there's so much to like about this movie that I know that's gonna be kind of like the hallmark of this conversation though, but like there's <laughs> like the like the good things outnumber the bad things like ten to one in this. Yes. And um that's with not even counting the John Candy sequence. I'm sorry, Sergeant Candy.
1: Yeah,
2: rank in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but no, and I love the fact that like he's like she actually like points the crane into like a building facade and he crashes into it and survives that, and mm-hmm. then all it takes is a fire engine going the opposite way that just kind of like plucks him off that off yep, that like yep. like crane thing. And one again, another great Arnold one-liner is the he like his sunglasses get ruined, the firemen are all kind of like s- like staring at him, and he's like and he like like almost like what recoils and goes I'll drive yeah and He takes the steering wheel and just slowly like Oh god jackknifes it So like yeah. it does a u-turn And he chases her down In the fire truck while she's Continuing and while this is all going on john connor And katherine brewster are escaping All the different like police cars mm-hmm. And other smaller like Emergency vehicles And oh and then, like, we finally, like, crescendo to the point where Arnold catches up with her in the fire truck. She blows it up with her little, like, wrist cannon. He yep. jumps on, has the fireman's axe, like, pulls, like, wraps it around her neck, and, like, rips her out of the cabin. And she, like, falls and tumbles, and then grabs onto a wheel. As I've always loved this specific shot, is that he's calculating the, dis- the time distance to the manhole cover to drop the, what, the the bearing or the Whatever we're gonna call it, the the wrecking ball, yeah, so go directly yeah. into the manhole like sewer, and then he like proceeds to, like go right up to the back of the 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 Toyota Tundra where John Connor is jumps on top of it just as the Terminator gets in the cabin sees that thing's about to run out of cable as it literally tugs it forward as it flies tips over forward oh, as yeah. they're driving away like that's the like again. We take for granted all the nonsense CGI in movies nowadays. Oh, yeah. Like, whether it be Avengers Endgame or insert blockbuster of the week here. Yet this was like, yeah, you know, I get it. A lot of that was done with computer effects at the time. But it's all seamless. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. all like, you do not know. Like if you're watching this for the first time, you are not like, oh, wow, look at, look at the seams They're showing. Yeah. It's I'm, great. I'm with
1: you. It's awesome. Yeah, it was something else.
0: Yep. It's funny. Like, I wonder if it weren't for like Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, I wonder if this movie was even nominated for a Best Visual Effects Oscar. Oh, good. Yeah, good. It probably wasn't. It probably wasn't. I had to guess. (laughs) I'm trying to think. What came out in 2000? Okay, you had Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, Matrix Reloaded. Mm Hmm. That probably was number two. And I think back then we did three movies. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm trying to think. What was that third movie? What What other big blockbuster came out in 2003? Yeah, I'm not sure. Probably like Bruce Probably something really stupid like Bruce Almighty or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, though, like no, like that's just like again, it doesn't get enough credit. It really Definitely doesn't. Not, it really yeah. is a. It really is. Like, that's sad thing. Like, it gets a standing. like I would imagine you probably look at like a Watch Mojo top ten like car chases. This probably wouldn't even get like an honorable mention.
1: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's a uh, bummer. Even the even the music. I really liked the music during the whole chase scene. And there's one point I think I, I didn't write the timestamp down, but I'll get the clip in. It's like when Arnold first like gets he's on the in the fire truck and he like catches up to the crane with it and they like ram each other. And there's like this jazz esque musical sting that like is it just sounds a little strange to me, but it all works perfectly. And so it's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are a couple of weird like musical like like oh god I don't wanna call them stings because I know at one point when John Connors like driving through everybody's front lawns, there's like a bouncy castle. And yeah. when he when he crashes into that, it makes a <laughs> won't we'll start the sound here. It makes a bum bum boom boom. Yeah, it's like,
1: very cartoonish, like almost, um, you know, overemphasized.
0: Yeah, it's like, did you need that?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like, I did, like, was, like, was somebody watching that in the editing bay? Like, you know what? We need a sound effect for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> yeah, does it, yeah, I, that, what does it add? Yeah, yeah, and that—that's one of those ones. I'm like, okay, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's the, that that sequence is uh, it's Aces, folks. Like, I, like you're saying, like, I can imagine Rob's father back in the day being like, wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: After that, we have some more like expository dialogue.
1: Yep, more Mike Kripke's basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And then it's it's oh, they all have to go to um, the cemetery. That's their next stop, right? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Well, the gas station. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, and, and when he has to buy his new sunglasses.
0: <laughs> well, well, I love that, like, they stop at a convenience store, and he gets, like, he buys, like, all, like, the, the worst junk food. It's, like, potato chips, donuts. Yeah, I noticed that. He's just, like, taking whole boxes of, like, Slim Jims and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's nothing. I, mean, I get it. Like, there's no such thing as the word, like, nutritious, like a 7-Eleven convenience store. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, if his whole goal was to protect them, why wouldn't he stop at, like, a supermarket?
1: I, I kind of took it more as um, he wasn't uh, programmed to understand, like, human nutrition, you know? So it's just like, oh, this is food type of thing. <laughs> where it's just like it's a, he doesn't know what he's he just knows that, like, humans eat this type of stuff. And so that's what he goes for. But, okay. he, but even at the same time, you know, that contradicts, I think, him shopping for sunglasses.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one of those sequences where it's like, oh, it's like, again, that I can see being a groaner. Like, again, it got a laugh. It, it mm-hmm. always gets a laugh For people who've never seen the movie before. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that where it's like, okay, you're like, we're beyond like introducing him now. Yeah, you you, you don't you don't need that sequence of him with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. These were the best uh, visual effects nominees in two thousand three. Lord of the Rings won, obviously. Mm-hmm. I was wrong about the Matrix. Oh. Matrix did not get nominated pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl okay and mastering commander the far side of the world really remember that movie rob the yeah, russell yeah, Crowe, like <laughs> the russell Crowe, like i don't even like it's not even a pirate movie it's a it's a oh god ship ship going movie yeah it's like isn't
1: he someone in like the the British East India Company or something like that.
0: <laughs> exactly, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird, folks. To have two like boat movies get nominated in the same category. That's yeah, that's yeah, that is I, weird. So, well, uh, yeah. So we have that. We have the uh, cemetery, and that sequence. I, it's weird. That that sequence always feels out of place because I know it's that's Catherine Brewster learning who the Terminator is. Mm-hmm. It's John Connor. Like, like again, some of those things were like John Connor's like f my destiny. I want no parts of this. Like, just let me die. And like, the Terminator picks him up, and that always gets a laugh too. Where it's like, like, you cut, you cut, maybe you aren't the right one. He's like, "F you, effing machine." And he like drops yeah, yeah. him and lets him go. That always got a laugh. But like, I never got that scene growing up. I'm like, why? Like, I didn't think about it then though. But it just didn't make sense when I was nine mm-hmm. years old. I'm like, what? Like, wait, what does that mean? Like, John Connor's like the hero of the resistance. Why is this guy, like, in his 20s Not able to accept that at this point <laughs> Sure Like, like after all he's seen, like, why would he still be having that reaction Of, like, I don't want to be this person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But The older I got, I learned to appreciate That sequence, because it ties yeah. into the very Ending of the movie
1: Absolutely
0: So we have that, uh, Catherine Brewster walks out Uh, runs out of the, uh The, we call it, what do you call it, mausoleums
1: Yeah, yeah we go outside. Uh, saw- she gets to talk to Doctor Silberman. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene.
0: <laughs> you know, I think it's so funny that, like, that's like clearly that's a nod for the Terminator fans in the audience. Because mm-hmm. I remember every single time watching that movie, this movie, I had to explain that to people.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah,
0: that's that is firmly a nerd like thing. Like, no casual audience members are gonna be like, "Oh, it's that guy." Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's
1: a good point. I I loved it, I guess, you know, since we're watching these so in order, so close together where, you know, he's he's basically just like I'm in denial. You should be in denial
0: too. <laughs> well I was talking yeah, he obviously is in denial though, but I love that like it's it's the same personality for all three movies. Yeah, yeah. And considering these these movies, God, Terminator One was filmed like in eighty three and this was filmed like in two thousand two. It's twenty years later. Like there's something it's weird, like how these movies almost follow the exact same timeline, mm-hmm. even though um obviously the second film takes place in ninety four as opposed to like ninety one when it was like released. Yeah. It's weird that like how these movies eventually, well, by Terminator 3 fo- almost like in a chronological order. Uh, but yeah, I thought I, I think that scene's cute the fact that he sees um we see the uh the SWAT guys like storm the mausoleums yeah. and we see Arnold like like oh god jump through a or walk through a stained glass wall and he's holding the coffin on his shoulder. Yeah. Yep. The, like and what do you it's not a mini gun, what would you even call that? Like uh oh Sounds
1: god, like a gatling type of thing
0: something right yeah yeah and i've always loved that i know that was one of the toys they were i remember like this is before like every movie got like super duper like over merchandised and i mean that by like adult movies
2: Mm -hmm, and
0: mm -hmm. i remember like even back in 2003 they had like two arnold figures you had arnold with the sunglasses and it came with the um the shotgun that he has like very early in the film okay and the second figure it's him with the coffin and the gun (laughs) <laughs> that's great. It's great. It's great. It's like I, I have it somewhere around still uh, But it's so much fun like looking at it being, Oh man, that's that's so cool Like that is such a like again like everybody Points to like Terminator 2 once again It's like the film that has like all the cool moments Whether mm-hmm. it be like Hasta La Vista Baby or Like the um the box of roses And he has the shotgun in it though But Arnold walking Through a stained glass window With like a minigun and a coffin on his, mm-hmm. shoulders. And yeah. not even on his shoulders. He's balancing it. Because think of how heavy that is. He's balancing it. Oh yeah. Um, and again, a lot of the nerds throw that like I throw it away. Cause like, oh, it's just like the scene from Terminator 2 with the Dyson building. And he's like just trying to cause a distraction. And it's like, no, like yes, that's what it is. But like it's it's so different. Like just because it's the same like plot beat, it's being done in such a, a different way.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm
0: like it is like it is almost like reinventing the scene, yeah, absolutely. And, and then, like, we have it. I love that, like, he throws, I love that he's still getting shot at, and he throws the coffin through the back window of the hearse, yes, <laughs> Again, it's a small thing, so you can actually see like the puffs of air where he's being shot, like, kind of like ricochet off his leather jacket. And he gets into, and I love how he gets to the thing, and it's like, why is she so goddamn? Like, well, god, how's it go? Arnold goes. We have to reacquire Catherine Brewster And he's like why is she so goddamn important
2: mm, It's like mm-hmm. your,
0: your children will play a major part In the resistance wait yeah. children What you mean that she's your wife And then we have the whole thing where we have The reveal that uh the Terminatrix Has been impersonating uh The, the, the fiancé yeah. And I, it's funny like I, I, This is what they used to do I'm not sure if they still do it With blu-rays or any other media But like they would they show the rating Before the movie starts And, oh, this, was, sure. like, and this was like rated R and I'm like, why on earth would this be rated R? Like outside of like some of like the language.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
0: why would this be rated R? There's nothing really like bad in this, like the violence for the most part's like, I don't want to say cartoony, yeah. but by like 2003 standards, this is no worse than like like most things out there. And then I remember then as I'm watching it, I remember the sequence where the Terminatrix is impersonating the fiance with the two detectives, which is such a weird like plot thread. And they're like, they get the phone call. Like, oh, your fiance's at the cemetery. Oh, well, right. Like, 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 and I, the boyfriend fiance is like, oh, where are we going to like rendezvous? Like, oh no, they'll bring her to the police station. And he punches through yeah. the detective's chest <laughs> and starts driving the police car through the detective's chest. Yep. <laughs> I'm watching this I'm like, this is great. Not going to say no to it. But like, why is this in here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it is an out of left field thing. Like, that is like the most gruesome thing in any of these movies. Definitely. Like, I'd say it's more gruesome than the step was the stepfather being impaled through the like the the mouth hole.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, this, we get to we get to see this, like we get to see the whole arm come through and the guy's like screaming, right?
0: Yeah, and then like even like she like smacks him like across the head where his head like slams into like the passenger window. Mm -hmm. And then we we cut to it again As we see her hand getting a better grip On the steering (laughs) wheel Because of course the audience needs to know What kind of grip is there on the steering wheel (laughs) She can only Control cars telepathically Remotely She needs a firm grip on the steering wheel Ten and two folks Yep yeah <laughs> that might be the strangest thing Like I, it's funny Rob and I should do a watch Mojo like thing about like, the strangest Moments in the Terminator series And that is clearly number one. Oh yeah that's great <laughs> It's like why is this here folks like, like who signed off on that like was that In the script it had to be If it was a mm-hmm. visual effects shot Why didn't the executive sit down and be like This is going to add like uh, five Million dollars to the budget do we really <laughs> Need this scene
1: yeah, yeah, is this really necessary?
0: <laughs> um, so, okay, so we have that Catherine Brewster, Brewster is, like, running Through, like, the cemetery um, The grounds, and the boyfriend Like, steps out of the car, she has, like, like a face Of elation, we see the Terminatrix slowly, like, transform Into uh, the, the woman, the, mm-hmm. who she is And we see The hearse with Arnold Schwarzenegger pull up With a rocket launcher And it literally just flies, like, hits her directly in the shoulder. She crashes into a tombstone, which is great. And John Connor opens the door and says another fantastic moment of subversion of expectation. says, do you want to live? Get in!
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I really liked how they were playing with some of the iconic lines in this movie. It made it, you know, not as stale, like we discussed
0: last week. None of this cometh me if you want to live nonsense. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty sure is said in every other film, including salvation.
1: <laughs> God, okay.
0: Which again, this movie gets so much crap for being derivative. It takes every chance it can to be like averse to that and it gets no no respect for it whatsoever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I oh, know've I know I've said in previous episode folks that, I think you're stupid. If you like the office or parks in parks and rack and 30 rock, I also think you're stupid. If you don't like this movie, cause it's too derivative of the other films. <laughs> yeah. That, I that, do that's not just, like you. That's just baseless. Yeah. You're wrong. Um, so we have that. We, they explain to her at this point who the terminator X is. And there's a lot of ex, like, a little bit of expository dialogue as the terminator X is like chasing them. I love how like she's able to somehow figure out like where their hearse is going to be, where she can jump on top of it,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and without like breaking down like the, the action sequences beat by beat. They, like we said earlier, like she's on top, John Connor, like she's like sawing open. The yeah, 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 yeah. Of the hearse She eventually like peels it open John Connor has to shoot her in the face Which isn't stopping her Which is another nice little subversion of expectations Because in every other film Shooting the Terminator was able to repel them Yep, That happened in the first one, happens in the second one But in this, like shooting a machine gun Into her face is not going to stop her And it's not until Arnold drives The hearse under a What? Tractor trailer That mm-hmm. it's able to knock her off And it's great Another another fantastic, like, little car action sequence yeah. on top of all the other action sequences in this movie.
1: Yep, absolutely. And her weapon gets damaged, so that she has to switch to the flamethrower.
0: <laughs> I've tried a couple of times, like, freeze-framing trying to figure out all the different weapons she has. Mm-hmm. But I think they're all, like, codenamed.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, none of them stood out to me. I, I don't remember any of them standing out, at least.
0: Because the only three hand weapons we see her have in this are the plasma cannon... Mm-hmm. The saw, yep, and the flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And I know when she's cycling through them, there's more than three. Definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, though. So we have and I also love the line too that, like, when the, the the canopy in the top of the hearse is sheared off, he goes, "We we we require a new vehicle. We need a new vehicle." Oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. Another one of those fantastic Arnie one-liners. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, but before we move on to the next scene, there's one sequence that I want to touch upon that we kind of like overlooked. Okay. It's um after the car chase, the big one, and before the convenience store, where they're in oh. the when they're in, well, it's John Connor in the Terminator driving and he like grabs him by the head and he's like like checking his like his pupils. No brain trauma. Thanks. He's like, Oh, okay, thanks. He's like, Do you remember me? Do you remember like Cyberdyne, Hasta la Vista, baby? That was another T T one hundred and one. So what is it? You guys come off an assembly line, exactly. Yeah. He's like, so now I'm going to teach you this all over again. Well, I was a kid. I always wondered how were they going to bring Arnold back? It's like he died. He got melted by this, like the molten steel. And they explained it, and yep, I love perfect. that. Like, and then even later on, like when they're in the camper driving to uh, whatever we're going to call it, government. Yeah, <laughs> it was calling it the government. government. <laughs> yeah, they driving to the government, and I love how like I've always wondered it too as a kid. It was like, oh, Catherine Brewster asked him like, oh, if the machines are bad guys, why are you on our side? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, the resistance reprogrammed me and sent me back in time. And I'm like, that's great because as a kid, I never, I, I never knew why Arnold was like a good guy. I know like in the the beginning of Terminator Two, um, she says like, oh, the resistance sent a protector back for John, but it's mm-hmm. never like explicitly stated how like. Like, why is he a good guy?
1: Yeah, yep.
0: So, uh, no, like, that's, again, even though that feels like hand-holding, it was appreciated by a nine-year-old ch- uh, child in the audience in 2003. Right yeah, I
1: even liked it, you know. I loved the whole where he's like, oh, you come off an assembly line? Exactly. And it's like, yes, that's, that's what machines do.
0: <laughs> I think that's cool, the fact that it's not the same term. Here. Like, you don't, again, another subversion of expectations. You don't, like, yep. they could very easily have been "But like, oh, I still remember everything you did with me. Yeah, I think yeah. they could have very easily plugged in element and him being like, oh, I was briefed on our interaction back in 1994.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And they chose not to do that. Yeah, because they didn't need to. Perfect. Which is, which is clever, too, because I'll get into when it comes to the ending of this movie and yep. why I like this incarnation of Arnold more than all the others.
1: Right.
0: Wow. So going back to the plot of this, they go to the camper that's like, oddly, there's nobody there, but it's well stocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we have another like exposition dump. We have some, I think, this is going I guess I'm gonna have to ask you. You were not, a, it's funny, both Terminator 2 and 3 both slow down in like the exact same part. Mm-hmm. It's like right before the third act, and we get a lot of interaction amongst the human characters. Yes. Which did you prefer? I, obviously, you weren't a fan of the Terminator 2 version of this. What did you not think of the Terminator 3 version of, this, of
1: that? I, I definitely noticed that it was slowing down, but I, I liked it. Better. I've definitely preferred this one. I think because it wasn't like in Terminator Two, everything slowed down because you know, like we said last week, we the movie didn't know what to do with itself. Where here, I felt there was an actual purpose, like you know, uh, getting Catherine Brewster or John Connor to understand that Catherine Brewster is like very important. That you know, she's the one who is like sent this Terminator back in time. uh John Connor also has to have the scene where you know he's like. I'm going to shoot myself. Like, what is it, what happens if I shoot myself type of thing? So I felt like it added something, whereas in Terminator 2, it was just like the movie spinning its wheels waiting for something to happen.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I, I definitely thought this one was a little bit more concise. Yeah,
1: That. yeah, definitely.
0: Whereas, like, the other one, obviously, you have the Jimmy C-level schmaltz. I, I think, objectively speaking, and just the fact that, obviously, a lot of the information being told here is kind of, uh, I don't want to say derivative, but, like, it's it's the same thing. It's the same, like, substance as the Terminator 2 one. Mm-hmm. But you also get the the reveal, too, that, like, oh, John Cotter is killed in the future.
1: Yeah, yep, yep, I like that, Yeah. Yeah, it seems it like it felt like more meaningful rather than the, you know, the, like the Jimmy C, the schmaltzy, like, why do you cry? You know, none of that BS.
0: And that's what it is, though. So you have that element of like, oh, John Connor can die. And it's weird that, like, that sort of reveals, like, done at the end of the second act. And mm. it's done almost like, I don't want to say it's a throwaway line of dialogue. Because there is, a, that's one thing, though, so it gets a little tiresome where it's like, oh, I don't have to uh, listen to your commands. Wait, why? Catherine Brewster sent me back in time. Well, and he goes like well why didn't I send you back I'm not required to answer your questions and she goes well well why why didn't he send you back in time mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that which is not necessary like, yeah, just, sure just cut him out just have her asking the questions you don't you, you don't need her sitting there giving stuff or asking questions only to have I'm sorry have him asking questions only for him to, her to repeat them yeah exactly yeah I, I hear you yeah. yeah that sort of thing I'm like okay I can trim like I don't know probably like a couple minutes out of your movie mm-hmm. why not just do it yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Then we have the whole thing too, like the father like her father. It's like, oh, and he's like, oh, it was destined. Like I would have met her- met her father ten years ago if it weren't for you showing up. It was always my destiny to stop Skynet. Uh, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, and it's a weird thing too is that like he's like, oh, you won't survive like the blast the blast zones because of the the fallout. And then it's like all of a sudden it's like it's not until like she's like, oh, you have to save my like listen to him like you have to save my father. And then he's like, oh, it'll take an hour to get there based on like traffic conditions. Then it's like, oh, I guess we're just there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the movie kind of just takes like, it takes a, like, oh God, a hard left turn into like government Skynetville out of nowhere. Cause that's mm-hmm. when like Robert Brewster becomes a main character. And or I guess not even a main character, becomes more of a focused on character.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, uh, and then like out of nowhere, the TX is there for some reason
1: yep yep (laughs) same thing with uh you know in like uh the t-1000 just showing up to miles dyson's house at some point yep but the thing
0: though is like i wonder because i know the movie's called the rise of the machines Mm -hmm. and we know skynet's gonna come online in like two hours was she sent there like like knowing they were going to be there or was she sent there to help like i don't want to say egg on grease the gears of skynet's rise yeah i was i
1: definitely was thinking something along those lines but you i think you fleshed it out a little better i thought i was interested by the fact that like there were terminators from the future when skynet first gets started like i thought that was a really neat point in the timeline but yeah there there could be something to it that that would the bad terminator being controlled by skynet you know would have some
0: knowledge of that yeah, that's, I could see a, it. that's the only thing about this movie on a narrative sense that it bothers me. So Skynet has a hand in its own creation. And mm-hmm. I get that. Like, that's a whole part of the series going back to the first Terminator with the uh, the hand in the, the microchip. I, I yep. get that. It's the idea of, like, okay, how much of a hand the role does this have? Because she goes, she shows up at Skynet. We see her, like, click clacking in her, like, heels. She mm-hmm. goes into the room with a bunch of the T1s, which is like yep. a weird sort of like, oh, the lord, what would you call it? Like this big fat, like m- this contraption that has two miniguns on it. Yeah. And we see her doing her little like finger, oh, God, mind control assimilation thing with it. Mm-hmm. And then we see, oh, God, we, when we cut back to the Robert Brewster thing. Where it's like oh god was the the chairman of the Joint chiefs of staff so like if you Sit there and do this for us Brewster you'll get All the funding you ever need (laughs) yeah And we have him turn on Skynet The whole like system like everything like in all Hell breaks loose and then We see and this Confused me as a kid because I can still Remember asking my mother and my nephew When we came out of the movie I said What was up with Catherine Brewster going Daddy and then she gets shot And then we cut back to Robert Brewster's horrified face. And then we see, like, Daddy, get away from it. Mm -hmm. He's like, What? The TX has her, like, pistol and, like, shoots him twice. And I'm like, I could never figure that out. And even though, like, I get it, like, in the sense of, like, the flow of the movie now, Mm -hmm. I don't get it still because, like, oh, did the TX know they're all going back? They're all coming to Skynet?
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: That's the question. I'm not sure. Yeah. So did the TX come back to help? Kick off Skynet, or did she come back knowing they eventually would show up there? Yeah, I don't, yeah, who knows? And and the movie doesn't like, like, point us in any definitive direction. Like, Mm -hmm. why is she there? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And that's probably the only like genuine plot hole in this movie, I'd say. It's like, oh, because I know at one point, too, we're like, Catherine, which is like, why are they killing everybody? And Arnold's like, oh, the wipe out anybody that might be able to de- like destroy Skynet later on. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, wouldn't this be the first place that gets nuked? Yeah, like, that's good, th- yeah. <laughs> Three billion people are going to die. And he says, like, these are the primary areas where they hit first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I-, I get it. Like, action sequence. You need, like, something for them to dodge. Fine. Whatever. I don't care. Like, it, it works. Like, ends justify the means. And, uh, but no, i never figured that out. And again, you have the thing where uh, continuing on with that sequence where uh, he has like this, what, what would you even call it? It's not even like a gun. It just shoots like giant, like metal things at her. And it like <laughs> yeah. knocks her, it like knocks her back into like, oh God, what would you even call it? A giant garbage shoot?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I, I was that's, a little confused on what that was also. <laughs> that's like dozens of stories high. Yeah I I guess
0: (laughs) And we have have the fantastic one liner of He peers down this like infinitely high Garbage chute and goes She'll be back Yeah oh yeah (laughs) That was another one of those lines That that always gets a rise out of the audience
1: Definitely yeah that was a good one
0: And after that we have like what Bleeding out Robert Brewster Yeah and they um they
1: uh he takes into his office or something and we get uh exactly what we were talking about last week where the terminator should have just ripped the the door off of the safe for the key for miles dyson and here he just <laughs> rips the door off the safe to get those folders it's perfect
0: <laughs> i would have loved it if there was a sequence in this where like john connor's like oh man i forgot my atm tarp, atm card and laptop <laughs> oh that'd be great <laughs> Uh, but yeah no we have that And um, but, but prior to that Though like this is what again this is The and I know everybody loves I Loves their Arnold Schwarzenegger action sequences From the second film but I feel this Sequence right here is like like one of my Favorite all-time ones I Love it like they're going to Robert Brewster's Office there's the two T Ones the big fat ugly like Century like Ones mm-hmm. are guarding the office I love how like Arnold Peers around the corner and like the two Of them, like, the camera cuts and the two of them Are like oh god they like maneuver in the Hallway and they're like eyeing each other And yeah. then like one of them like looks Up and like one of the ceiling tiles Has been like pushed pushed aside And Arnold just like out of nowhere Drops out of the ceiling mm-hmm. Like <laughs> breaks the Sentry robot's neck he yeah. like rips the minigun off of it and just starts shooting the other one. The other one starts returning fire just like has like really no target. It's just shooting in the general direction. Mm-hmm. And I love that you can see the reflection of just the, the 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 muzzle flashes in his sunglasses as like he just like annihilates the other one.
1: Yeah, it it, it is really really well done. I like it, that too.
0: And it's such a it's a it's one of those things that doesn't really happen in action sequences so much action sequences now are just always just like we have to make sure the audience is like set up if this was any other movie before we get to this we would have to see of Arnold like climbing into the ceiling rafters maneuvering around yeah. a POV of him looking down making sure he's directly above one of them and then like one two three drop through
1: yep. And don't yeah. get
0: any of that like, It happens in the span of like what Five seconds we go from like Sentry robots They look at each other Looks up at ceiling Arnold drops down Return fire Actions, Action sequence over
1: Yeah it's, it's perfect It's just It only gives us what we need And it does it uh, perfectly
0: Yeah it's, it's so bare bones But it's so effective It's like it's just It's perfect Yeah um, And then going back to The safe sequence Where like Robert Brewster Is like bleeding out And he's like You must get to Crystal Peak John Connor, one of them's like, Crystal Peak, what's that? And I love Arnold's pronunciation of the Sierra Nevada Mountains. He's like, the Sierra Nevada Mountains.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah?
0: (laughs) It's not Sierra Nevada. It's Sierra Nevada. Crystal Peak. You have to get to Crystal Peak. What?
1: What is he saying? Crystal Peak. It is a hardened facility in the Sierra Nevada Mountains. 52 miles northeast, bearing 0. 0.5 degrees. <laughs> oh, good old Arnold, the accent—it does I wonders it. for some of those deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's
0: perfect. Like it's almost up there with him, like uh, announcing Avatar at the Golden Globes in 2010. And he's he's <laughs> like, he's like, the best picture nominees are Abba. <laughs> yes. It's that's great. Right. It's great. Um, it's it's delightful. Introducing Abada. Now, Avidar is set 125 years in the future. This is Avidar. The man's a national treasure, folks. Uh, Stripping the meat or not. (laughs) And, uh, no. But after that, though, Robert Brewster's about to like have his last breath And like Catherine Brewster's like crying And I love how we see like the mini hunter killer And Arnold's like get down And he just starts shooting this thing And it just launches a rocket Into the office And just like I want like, It's funny how like nobody gets hurt Like this thing shoots a rocket and nobody gets <laughs> harmed
2: <laughs>
0: Maybe a little dusty but nobody gets harmed And then like he's like get to the particle well, What's it like go to the uh the hangar oh, the, the, particle pa- the particle accelerator, accelerator yeah. leads to the hang- uh The hangar and they go out of the office, and the Terminatrix is waiting for them. Once again, how does she know they're there?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I guess I guess she was alerted when the two sentries were destroyed. I guess I imagine they have cameras and they alert her.
1: Probably something like that. Yeah.
0: But then even earlier, we have a sequence of like all the T one hundred, the T ones, like killing everybody, and we have a shot. It's like a POV, or the camera's placed like at like ankle level, and we see her walking around, like a, like stepping over dead bodies. Oh yeah, that's right. And I'm like, why is this here? Like, again, it, it, isn't anything to complain about? No, mm-hmm. but like, why is this scene here? Yeah, yeah, I guess I don't get it. I'm like, did you really need that scene? I'm like, we know she's here. It's not like she's like she disappeared. I guess that's supposed to show that she like I don't know climbed her way back out of the uh, trash compactor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably it's just guess, a, yeah. a, a weird
1: scene like that. <laughs> the villains just the villain needs to be there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, they leave the office. He's like, uh, like, and she shows up. I've always loved this line too It's the idea of when he tells them He like turns his neck and he goes Run! And I love that it's like, yep. it, oh, yeah, I love it Just the Arnold delivery But I think it's also the notion too, Kind of like subconsciously It's the idea of telling the other like The Terminator telling his like I don't want to say his wards But the people he's supposed to be protecting run mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not like, yep. like <laughs> I'll, It's just like I'll hold her off But like, like you're in trouble
1: yeah yeah and i guess that that leads into a great i love that showdown in the bathroom between the two of them (laughs) oh yeah that's
0: that's great too and that was another sequence that like people like like the time loved the idea like it happens in the bathroom and like everything and the kitchen sink gets thrown at them like he literally rips the urinal off the wall and like hits her over the head with it he like steps on her face um she grabs him by the groin and like literally just like oh god carries him through the walls of the bathroom yeah
1: oh yeah it's some intense
0: stuff (laughs) yeah it's really neat it's another fight that's well choreographed considering that like i don't want to say it this time because this is before like computer like action sequences took over but like you didn't get this sort of level of choreography you really didn't like you didn't like action movies weren't the sort of like dime a dozen things that they would show up in later years
2: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Um,
0: But but then even like how that fight kind of concludes is with uh, they fall through the ceiling into like what like a parts parts closet and the way like he has her like what's he he, he's like hugging her from behind and the Mm -hmm. way like her body like contorts and like eventually she ensnares him with her legs and then her arms and she turns a little arm into like the flamethrower and like melts half the skin off his face. Yep. Oh, yeah. Until so eventually he finds what, like an electrical conduit and like shoves it like into the back of her neck to the point where like it repels both of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shocks them both. Yep.
0: Yeah. And the thing I also, I've always found amusing too over the years is I love how he sits there shot. I, uh, he goes flying and he's like, like, Oh God, just like twitch his body's twitching. And she immediately gets up makeup. Yeah. Perfect hair. Perfect. Like body. Perfect. And he's just kind of sitting there just like. Like, I don't know how, again, he's twitching. He's like, everything about him is just, I guess that's his, his entire electrical system. I don't want to say he's fried, but it's probably rebooting.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and then she, she doesn't la- need to worry about that. She's just ready to keep
0: going. Yeah, and then she uh, curb stomps him. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Great, great action scene. The only thing I gotta say is that's where the special effects start to, like, show their age. Because you can very clearly tell that it's a uh, CGI arm head oh, that gets uh, curb sure. stomped. Yeah, yeah we had the whole thing with the particle accelerator. I've always found it interesting how does how do either one of them know where the particle accelerator is? Yeah, I
1: I definitely thought that. I also uh, one of my notes was that I love the fact that it's just like two or three buttons and a lever and you have the particle <laughs> accelerator going. Yeah, that too. Like it's, I it's like I I've heard like I've heard like stories where it's like the the particle accelerators like the big ones like it's CERN and stuff, They're like millions of dollars to operate for like a few hours or something. And this is just like, oh yeah, anybody can just turn it on.
0: <laughs> and I love how like a government defense contractor has a particle accelerator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's like, why? Like they're developing weapons for the like the government. Like why would they have that there? Like they don't need that. I guess <laughs> oh, I guess great. I guess it's the whole idea that like, oh, it's like ti- like a uh, time machine time travel stuff. Like oh particle accelerator. You can set up you can send a particle back in time. Yeah. I guess it's meant to be like the first steps toward that yeah it ties into it a little bit um, yeah know, it, t- it's, it ties yeah. into like the overall like thematic nature of the series i get that mm-hmm. but I, I don't get like a like you said how they know where it is in b like again like you said it's like three knobs and a switch <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like oh okay and for some reason john it's like why and that's one where they do do the fan service thing where it's much like kyle reese in the first film like turn it on as a distraction it's mm. like he wouldn't know where to begin and why would he he wasn't there for that
1: yeah that's a good point
0: absolutely <laughs> So, I'm um, no, and then you have the sequence where they're, like, they're chasing, like, uh, the Terminator's chasing them through the particle accelerator, and she's about burned to death with her flamethrower. She, like, starts to go on the fritz, and she, um, gets, what, dragged by the mag- the magnetic pull of it all?
1: Yeah, and it, like, and takes her, her weird nano skin off, nanotech skin off, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then, uh,
1: you have Cat. Why won't Bruce. you
0: die, you bitch? <laughs> no, it's, it, what did you say? Why won't you say, just die now? Or, bitch. yeah, something
1: like that, just, uh, yeah, just die or just
0: die, you bitch, something like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it, it's
0: it's what's so funny? It's like it's such ham-fisted, but it's glorious. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just die, you bitch. So we have that. They go out to the hangar. The TX like takes a little saw blade out of her hand and like just cuts through the particle accelerator. Which I don't know what would happen if you actually cut through a particle accelerator while it was active.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know either. <laughs> well, what would
0: happen like, if like someone took like like a power saw and just cut through it? I can't imagine anything good.
1: Yeah, that's not something that you know. I don't think that's like. Uh, I I would imagine that has to be somewhere on like a Chernobyl level disaster.
0: <laughs> like you know, it, it
1: <laughs> might not like you know decimate like oh we can't live here forever basically, but it would it would do some crazy damage. I'm sure of it.
0: I would imagine there's probably some sort of failsafe maybe that like if if any sort of like breach or any sort of level of like. Uh, Something like where yeah. I guess I get it probably probably turns off. That's probably yeah, what it does. It, it probably doesn't turn off because she like oh god breached it. It probably turns off because there's probably some safety mechanism that senses it.
1: Yeah, like some That's, some damage control thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. where it's like uh oh breach off off mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, we go we go to the the plane. Arnold like gets reawoken. We see him. We see him very crudely take his CGI head and put it back on his body. Yep. I don't know how that works. Like someone curb stomps your head, and all you got to do is just slightly twist it and it just clicks right back into place. Perfect. <laughs> I love how you actually hear a clicking sound. Like it's a very audible, like click. Okay, Interchangeable then. parts. Yep. <laughs> it's almost like IKEA furniture, just click. And when you hear that clicking sound, you know you've assembled it correctly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I love that. And uh, we see him and it's like, oh, and John Connor's like, oh, he made it. And we get Arnold and I love like his little distorted Distorted voice and he's like "Uh, Get get away from me Yeah yep and like John Connor Runs toward the airplane they can't get started in time He pulls uh He gets pulled out by both well he only gets pulled out He leaves John he leaves um Catherine Brewster Alone Mm -hmm. it's not until like she Grabs onto his back that he just like elbows Her and she goes flying into like a Uh like a tool cabinet.
1: Yeah, yeah. It leaves a
0: nice dent too. Like it's a nice sized dent she leaves. <laughs> yep. like she broke at least a couple of bones
1: during that. Oh yeah, definitely. But no, she she can get up and
0: keep going. <laughs> and then we have one of the greatest. Like I remember this. Like I remember like in the summer of two thousand three, I would go around screaming this because this was like a major thing. Like in all the trailers, mm-hmm. and, like TV commercials for this movie. It was the, um, when John, not this part, it's the part that Arnold says, but to to get a little bit of context, Arnold's like, see, you're fighting it now. You don't want to do this. And this line was like in every single piece of marketing for this movie, like when it was in theaters and on DVD, and it was, desire is irrelevant. I am a machine. And I'm like, I I get it in the context of the scene in the moment, Mm -hmm. but why would that be in the marketing? Yeah, that's like, a good point. <laughs> it makes like, like out of context, it makes no sense. It's like desire is irrelevant. I am a machine. Like that's like, did they think that was gonna catch on as like an "I'll be back" moment?
1: Maybe, like, yeah, because that's not even like a one of the main themes of the series. Is I mean, they touch on it a little bit, but it's not like you know that's the 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 point of it all.
0: Yeah like the idea of like a Terminator being Autonomous yeah and, and it's Not even like you said it's not even a the theme of the movie it's Just a really weird thing to like Have as like a marketing point but I guess it was the idea Like oh he's like super battle Damaged not to be like he's Battle damaged he's saying it like In the most like dramatic stoic voice mm-hmm. But like Out of context I don't get how that like Someone's like damn yeah. it you're getting I want to see that this weekend <laughs> Yeah, I don't know <laughs> I, I don't get that But um, no, we have that sequence Um, He picks up John Connor And he like, throws him into the car He's about to like smash John Connor's head Into like pulp And mm-hmm. I always thought this moment was cool Where it's like, what's your mission? To insert the survival of Catherine Busta And John Connor Yep. You are about to fail that mission. And I just, even though, like, that's a sad thing now. It's like, I know that, like, I've seen that, like, on YouTube videos that that gets, like, laughs now, where, like, he has the, like, thing where he starts, like, smashing, like, the the hood of the car in. And he has, Mm -hmm. like, the look on his face as he, like, starts to, like, jerk and, like, freeze. Yep. Yep. that that moment gets laughs. So I'm like, no, okay. it's cool. Like that's kind of like one of those sad moments where it's like, I think it's really cool, but people just laugh at because I can't put aside that like sophomore mindset where like exactly. everything is funny.
1: Yeah, it's a bummer.
0: So um, they fly away, and he has a bunch of C4, and it's like we've had enough C4 to blow up ten super com- ten supercomputers, and they like land and they open like the door to like this giant hangar, and it's like a bunch of like what this like military equipment.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think there's like, uh, some, some trucks there And all that uh, random stuff, yeah
0: She's about to go running And he's like, nope, we can't be, like, sure There might be, like, Skynet So he, like, fires off a bunch of shots and nothing mm-hmm. happens So they go, like, run over to, like, the door and, uh, How are we going to open this? And it says, like, what? Like, all these different, like, uh, color color codes Where it's, like, yeah. blue 47 It's like, the Dakota 87 And they type in, like, each one, like, turns, like, the power on
2: mm-hmm. Um,
0: It does, like, all these things and the only thing I've always found fascinating about the computer, and maybe you might be able to tell me this based on your history, the thing says authorized and it's capitalized A-U-T-H-O-R-I-Z-E and the D is lowercase. Oh, I did notice
1: that. Yeah, that was confusing to me as well.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, is that a government thing where like the last like like letter has to be like lowercase?
1: I've I've never seen it. I just thought that, you know, like the person who was typing it, they they let their uh, finger off the shift key to or, you know? Like that's because I've never seen that before. So yeah, I was, okay. I was confused as well.
0: Yeah, I'm like, that's just a weird like considering that like that had to be a deliberate choice on someone's part. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why though? Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Another weird research, aspect, yeah. Did market research say that people like lowercase d's more than like capital D's? <laughs> nice. Have that though And like they hear a sound And the, the Terminatrix shows up Like crashing through Like in the helicopter Which I've never noticed before Until this viewing Is that you can see That helicopter In the hangar When they oh. first walk in You can see it there cool. okay. You can't see it In any other shots But it's kind of like One of the first shots You see of that hangar When they're Before they get into the plane mm-hmm. That it's there And I'm like Oh isn't that neat That she went to the hangar too And just found the very first thing She could fly Yeah right on, neat. Right on. And we get her, and she's showing up, and like John Connor's, like, like I guess at that point they've already opened the door, or the door is trying to open, and they shoot, like he tries shooting her to repel her back, it does absolutely nothing. And then we hear a loud sound, and Arnold shows up in a giant, like, oh god, there's a there's a name for this type of helicopter, but like one of those ones with the two rotors, one in the yeah. front, one in the back, the military ones, very Vietnam esque. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I love he, that
1: uh, the bad Terminator crashes into the mountain base in the helicopter, and then Arnold crashes into it with an even bigger <laughs> helicopter.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it! It's delightful. It's absolutely delightful. Yeah, and. This is the part where like, I really start to love this movie. This is where this is where the movie goes from being like a great Terminator film to being the best Terminator film ever made. <laughs> right on. And he shows up, like he crashes into her, like like everything's exploding. At this point, like the only color we have is like red for fire flames, like red and orange hues. And we see like everything's on fire. Like John and Kate get like thrown into like a cubby hole. They come out, they kind of like I love how once again they're not damaged at all by any of this. Yep. Two helicopters explode like right in front of him. Nothing <laughs> happens to them. And I love how like they're like surveying the damage. And I love how you have the helicopter. And Arnold just like put like pushes the door open. And this is my favorite incarn. I, I guess, aesthetic incarnation of the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Is him it's like half of his body's gone. Like you said, yeah. it's the most exposed I think we've ever seen the Terminator before in any of these movies. Well, not, discounting the first one where he's entirely sure. exposed. Yeah. Or I guess the most battle damaged. And I've always loved it. Like half his face is missing, like his leg is exposed. And I just love the um oh, back.
1: Yeah, it is really cool looking. And he definitely.
0: looks he looks directly into the camera. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how we convey that in auditory like medium, but like he looks directly into the camera <laughs> and like and it's not jarring at all.
1: Yeah, it, it flows so well, because usually when we talk about people looking right into the camera, you know, it is because it's jarring or something. And this was, you know, it, it fits. It it fits the moment.
0: Yeah, because, like, again, everything in this movie is that everything plays into the very next moment. Mm-hmm. Every action sequence is, like, coordinated. And I love that. Maybe we'll I have to look it up. Who, like, the, like, maybe the second unit on this film was that did, like, all the action sequences or who, mm-hmm. like, the special effects coordinator was. Because like every single action sequence flows perfectly into the next like yeah. shot. Yeah, definitely. Because again, like you like you you compo- like compare it to like Terminator Salvation, like we'll talk about next week, where like where Christian Bale has his moment where it's like, what shall I tell your troops when you don't return? And the like the music stops and he looks directly in the camera. Mm. Tell them I'll be back. And it's just like boo. It's like like, like, You're you're, oh god your fan service is bad You should feel bad
2: Yeah, And
0: and it's like this is perfect And I love that exact moment They like both smile at each other John and Kate And then like you hear like the sirens go off At like the terminal And it's like power failure Emergency shutdown procedure And the Mm -hmm. doors only open like what Maybe like a foot Maybe two feet And it starts to like close And Arnold like in his like half like falling apart state goes like running over And I love this how like his leather jacket Is like just like the way it just moves I just love how it moves If he goes Sliding onto the ground And like yep. holds the door open It's like run Like he's like move hurry And like mm-hmm. Catherine Brewster goes like scooting Under and then John Connor goes Under and John Connor says Something he's like thank you and I, I think It's like it's beautifully haunting He goes we'll meet again Like yeah. I'm like oh Oh this is great I love it I love it And We at that point A couple times at this point we Cut back to the Terminatrix Her legs are pinned Underneath the larger helicopter That Arnold flew in on -hmm. She like Rips her like Upper torso Like off her legs. She goes crawling on the floor, chasing after John and Kate. She grabs John's ankle. And I think she breaks it or twists it based on like he's limping for the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how like we see Arnold, his little like CPU starts like chirping boop, 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 boop. And he like pulls it out. Cause at this point, the audience knows what happens when he pulls that out. Mm-hmm. And we see like the Terminatrix and like we see like the uh, oh god, whatever it's called, the mimemic polyology alloy of her face trying to like build. Like what her face is supposed to look like But it's still just like the the silver color And Arnold pulls her back By like her wiring Takes the hydrogen fuel shell Shoves it in her mouth You're terminated As the thing like ruptures It starts to like rupture in her mouth Is like the entire like what Establishing shot that we had previous of the base like, Like explodes
1: Yeah it's awesome
0: Like it's the most I know like a lot of people Will point to Terminator 2 Or your terminated effer from the first Film as like the best like terminated Terminator terminated sequence of the the Franchise but like this was great Like I've seen this movie like Almost as many times as T2 And that's just it's perfect Like you tie the entire Terminator battle thing up in one knot But the movie still Keeps going Yeah And that's where this film is, like, where it starts to border on brilliant. Yeah, it
1: worked. Like I mentioned at the start, I did not understand it when I was a kid. It worked perfectly. You know, it's almost like the prime ending to a trilogy, you know?
0: Yeah. And in a weird way, too, that, like, at the end of this, I couldn't wait. To watch Terminator Salvation And I, I don't mean specifically Like that film is it Well yeah to an extent because that, that movie takes place In the future war
2: mm-hmm. But
0: getting to like before we get to that point I'll get back to touching upon it Is that like we go Like we have that the Terminator thing They 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 blow up they're dead for all intents and purposes And I love how we have Like John like covering Kate and we have like the swinging light bulbs or just like the swinging light fixtures. And mm-hmm. I can still remember thinking as a kid watching this the first time being like, you got to be careful. One of them's going to come back.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: And I remember being like, well, one of them has to keep coming back. The movie keeps going. They have to beat Skynet. Like, think about it. They have to get out of there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And I'm like, well, like, why aren't they going back to make sure what happened? And then like, as the movie progresses, they walk in, and we see, like, all these things that just don't make sense visually. Yep. Like, we see, like, like 1960s, like, murals of America. We have the, like, President of the United States podium. Mm-hmm. And we have, like, all this sort of, like, iconography of, like, Cold War VIP bunker America. And... We have, like, John Connor freaking out, being like, it's not here. It's not here. And he starts, like, screaming. Like, at one point, I think, what, he, like, knocks over a computer monitor.
1: Yeah, and... he's like, nothing's here. nothing, Nothing's going to help us type of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll play the clip here. These computers are 30 years old.
2: This isn't Skynet. There's nothing here. Oh, this, is, this is a fallout shelter for VIPs. Only they never got the warning. God damn it. There's, there's nothing here! Why didn't he tell us? Why did he lead us down here? To live.
0: That was his mission. And we have like Catherine Brewster go like, John, that was never the point to any of this. It's like, cause I think John even says at one point, he goes like, why did he lead us here? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and she goes to survive.
1: Yep, that was his mission.
0: He kind of has this like, kind of like, oh god, a face of enlightenment, but doomed enlightenment.
1: Yeah,
0: he's about to say something, and then the what would you call it? The communication. What, there's a word for it.
1: I yeah. Don't know, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that like the 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 transmitter or something the like that. The
0: transmitter kind of like comes on and it's like all these different like military installations being like like you Montana Civil Defense. And it's really like how it's just being done through like that speaker because it is like 60s technology. And mm-hmm. it's really kind of like haunting, like just like the the uh like the reverberation of the voice through that kind of like antiquated technology and it's like montana civil defense is there anybody out there we have a couple of those we are
1: under attack yeah
0: yeah and john like chimes in and it's like this is john connor at crystal peak and there's like a pause like there's like nothing like everybody's like it's funny everybody both on screen and the audience it's dawning on them what's happening
2: yeah it's like
0: connor who's in charge there and like, there's this pause. Again, it's this brilliant realization of again, he slowly again. Well, we'll play the whole audio here if you haven't heard it already. And it's like he pushes the button. It's like, and again, there's this like hesitation and pause. I am, and you hear the guy go, Connor, what's going on? Can you tell us what's happening? And then like mm-hmm. the camera pans out and we get the narration again, and we'll play that here if we haven't already. Hello? is about a launch sequence. Commander and control the purple dial out
2: here. Is anyone, is anyone receiving me? Somebody? Is anybody out there? Hello? Somebody, please come in. Hello? Is anybody this out is there? This is Sir Nellis. CQ. CQ. Is anybody there this is This John Connor at Crystal Peak. Connor? What the hell is happening? Who's in charge there? I am. Connor, can you help us? This is Montana's civil defense. When did you see me
0: again? <laughs> and it's brilliant. It's the idea that, like, again, he has his narration about like everything that's happening, and it's like, oh, it was like, it's like Skynet became self-aware, and it's like there never was a core. Like Skynet's brilliance was its origin; its creation was building itself amongst everything. Yeah, there was absolutely. never there was never any what's the word pulling it out of the system. It was the system.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no he, headquarters or anything like that. Yep.
0: All technology was doomed to fail us. There was never any escaping Judgment Day. And I love at the very end, like, we're seeing like all this like annihilation. We're seeing all these like nuclear missiles kind of like traverse the globe from like like what would you call it, like above the cloud line where we see them just yeah. like crossing roads. There's so much like kinetic energy of just them going back and forth as they just annihilate different cities. Mm-hmm. And like we have the think, and the narration still going on during all this. And we have like and we have like I guess this is after the explosion. I'm sorry, this is after like I guess the immediate detonation of all this. And we have like the final shot of the movie is I guess it's the the bunker. And we have the Arnold T eight hundred skull and it's decapitated yep. and and we have the little red light slowly just kind of blink out as the final words of the movie are it's like the terminator never taught me to give up and i never will mm-hmm. and it's like the battle has just begun and i'm watching this and i'm getting like the endorphin and this is just for this viewing and i'm like oh man it's like i want to see terminator four now i'm like i don't <laughs> yeah. know how you watch. i mean terminator four more like in a uh Non specific hypothetical film. It's like the continuation of this. not Yeah, Terminator you're, you're ready Salvation. for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who wouldn't be excited for Terminator Salvation after seeing this? Like, how could you not be hyped for a fourth Terminator film that takes place? In this like dystopian future That we've seen now three times mm-hmm. Like how could you not be Like if you are a Terminator fan in the slightest How can you not be pumped for this
1: Yeah, this definitely.
0: film does a beautiful job Of just being like okay we're here now Like this future war now That you've heard and seen for 20 years We are there
2: mm-hmm.
0: It's perfect and I just oh god this is Everything about this movie and this ties back even Earlier on like we were saying with the whole thing with john connor Being in the uh the Mausoleum where he's like having the thing with uh, The terminator so he's like he's like my mother's been feeding me This this bull from the cradle It's john connor finally coming to Terms and even earlier where he's about he's threatening to Kill himself he's finally after Two films coming to Terms but the fact that he's going to have To lead this resurgence Of mankind yeah come hell Or high water it's great it is. It's a character arc built over two movies, not just one. And I don't. get I don't get how nerds hate this movie. I just. I have no idea how a Terminator fan can claim to be a Terminator fan and then completely disregard this movie.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. Um, and it, like I said before, you know, I, I think this the three that we've seen so far. It's a great trilogy, you know, and it's it's like uh, this. I, of course, it continued in four and five, which I haven't yet watched. But I'm I'm with you. Like, why is this the lowest lowest rated one? How how why does this get so much hate? It's awesome. It is. <laughs> it's every. It's, it's, it takes like a lot of the great elements from the previous two movies and blends them in in a in kind of its own way.
0: Yeah, and it blends them in its own way while still like paying tribute to what came before it. Absolutely. In a weird way, this is like the perfect. I don't want to say perfect sequel, but it's the perfect like fan service sequel. Okay. Because cause think about this movie came. This is between Terminator and I guess now that we finished the movie, we can now talk more about uh, kind of more abstract concepts. Mm-hmm. Now that I look at the runtime, and I think we're ready at like two hours and ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> I'd be shocked if this recording is anything. This might be the only episode of Cinemaddies that rivals the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom episode. <laughs> um, but it's the whole notion of that, like between Terminator One and Two you had seven years. Between Terminator, Rise of the Machines, and Salvation, you have six years. And then between Salvation and Genesis, you have six years again. And then between Genesis and Dark Fate, it's only four years. So you have between 91 of Terminator 2 and 2003 of Terminator 3, you have 12 years of fan anticipation. Yep. You also have by at this point, like Arnold's like movie career was like like nobody talks about it, though. But like after Terminator Two, all he had was True Lies, and his career—not to say it was over, but it was more or less on a downward trajectory. Okay. Because you have after Terminator Two, uh, yes, I guess I, I forget where Twins and Junior lay and all like mm-hmm. lie in all this, but like you have Last Action Hero, and that was the. But even though Last Action yeah. Hero was great. It's the beginning of the end of Arnold's career.
1: Okay, gotcha. A-
0: as a as a super duper like movie star.
1: Yeah, he was probably priming for his uh, break out into politics at this point, right?
0: <laughs> Man, I don't know. That, that was ten years before he ran.
1: Oh, you, you don't think he was he was trying to just build up, you know, get the grassroots going, I, like he had the, the long run the long game.
0: <laughs> maybe I don't know. Again, he married a Kennedy, so that probably was always yeah, that was always his intention. I think politics to some degree. Okay, but um, no, but just the whole idea like you have last action hero. Uh, not again. I don't want to say that's a bomb, but it didn't really make a lot of money. Then, like True Lies was like again. You have a, it's a Jimmy C film. It's it's mm-hmm. a crowd pleaser in every sense of the word. And then you start getting into things like End of Days. Then you have oh, the sixth like day. Co-
1: collateral damage. Collateral
0: right? damage. Okay. And that was and that was kind of like collateral damage was the last film until Terminator. And then that was it. I think he had like a cameo and I think the Jackie Chan, like around the world in 80 days. Okay. But like by the time this film is like being made and being released, you have 12 years of anticipation. It's, it's very similar to like a star Wars prequels level thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was uh, making me think of. Yep,
0: and that's why and I know, like, much like how I did for real scary stories, I wrote an article or like an essay about Terminator Genesis in 2015, which we'll get into uh, next week's episode. Okay, but it's the whole idea that like I it's weird. Like I get liking things as a kid and having that like nostalgia. Like I get that, mm-hmm. but like I cannot imagine like loving something as a kid. And then getting mad at it as an adult, or the follow-up as an adult, because yeah. it doesn't live up to my... It doesn't make me feel like a nine-year-old.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a very strange uh, concept and like, way to respond to something, yeah.
0: Like, and it's not just, like, everybody looks at Star Wars as, like, the prime candy of that sort of, like, man-baby syndrome, where it's like, oh, I grew up loving this thing as a child. They make a follow-up, and they release it as I'm an adult. It doesn't make me feel like I'm nine years old. Therefore, it is bad.
1: Yeah, I, that that's bonkers to me. It like, shouldn't make you feel like you were nine years old. Like that's it,
0: it should I, be its own thing. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, like what sort of like thing has happened. You can't just point to like a few people and be like, oh, this is like an isolated thing. Like this is the thing that's haunted, like Star Wars, one of the most popular film franchises in history. That like almost God. Twenty years later, we still have to talk about it under that lens, Mm -hmm. and yet nobody's ever addressed the Terminator franchise as being another victim of this syndrome. Yeah, that's a good point. The idea that, like, I get it. A lot of people, myself and Rob included, grew up with Terminator Two as children. Like, like I said, I fell in love with the Terminator. Like, I've said it numerous times now. Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a surrogate father figure to me, just his like on-screen persona, and. And yes, I saw Terminator 3 as a child So it kind of got blended into the same Like, interaction of being introduced To both the Terminator and Terminator 2 But even still, I was introduced to the franchise At 8 years old And then, like, this 2 years later Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're still a kid 8 to 10 years old, what's the difference? Six to one half dozen the other But like, I was in high school for Terminator Salvation And I was a full-fledged adult For Genesis Like, Genesis is not great and it's my least favorite out of all of these films, but I don't hold it against me. I don't hold it against the film that didn't make me feel the same way I did yeah. when I saw Terminator 2 the first time. Like, that's, like, if that's how you judge a movie, like, go take your DVD Blu ray player and just chuck it out the window because you shouldn't be allowed to watch movies anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh.
1: A, it's a... See, that's our problem, and it's never changed
2: from day one. Our continuous search for enemies outside of ourselves. Drugs, yeah, that's the answer. Thank God we solved it. I feel better. People forget about drugs, man. You've all forgotten about them. Drugs have done good things for us.
1: And if you don't believe they have done good things for us, do me a favor to follow up on that belief. Go home tonight, take all your albums, your tapes, and your CDs, and burn them. Because you know what? The musicians who made that great music that's enhanced your lives throughout the years. Real fucking high on drugs. (laughs) It, it, we, I think we've talked about it briefly before. It's the thing where these people feel this sense of entitlement, like this movie should be made for me
0: type of thing. And I just, I do not get that. Like, I get not liking something and not like something doesn't click for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that, and maybe that's what this like boils down to at the end of the day. It's just a matter of presenting and and just framing your opinion incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Like instead of saying that, like, oh. Terminator 3 doesn't resonate with me because Oh the human characters Don't feel as like real as they do in Terminator 2 that's a Perfectly logical complaint Sure yeah but to say oh This movie is bad Objectively bad Yeah because Arnold doesn't behave in this movie the same way He does in Terminator 2 and it's like Well 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 why does that matter? Well because I grew up with Terminator two and it's, it's in that version of the character's best. And it's like god damn it, here we go yeah. again. Then just watch Terminator two. <laughs> That's that's the thing though, and again, it goes to Star Wars. Like, I can't wait for like ten years from now when Marvel has to do all this. When we like, like, yeah. like can yeah, it's like it's it's weird that like Spider Man never fell into this trap is a thing not to go back to Marvel because every cinema these conversation unfortunately devolves into a Marvel conversation. <laughs> but like, it's weird that like an entire generation of Marvel fans grew up with Tobey Maguire, yet they're all fine with like Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's so weird that, like, oh, maybe it's because it's not the same actor. Maybe if, like, Tobey Maguire came back as Spider-Man, there would be mm-hmm. that, like, maybe it's just – it's even though it's the same character – it's a different enough of a take yeah. So maybe, maybe it's the idea Of like oh maybe and I think that probably was the thinking going into When they made Terminator Salvation It's like oh we're going to do a brand new take On the Terminator franchise Yes we're still going to have like apocalyptic future Terminators but it's not going to be The like Terminator time travel Protect a man and woman mm-hmm. And then Terminator Salvation gets released And it gets attacked For breaking from the mold too much
1: uh, yeah there's no pleasing these people.
0: That's what it means. I can remember this and we'll get into it more next week that when Terminator Salvation got released Arnold as governor of California got like uh, uh, invited to the premiere and he came out and he's like oh this is like great I love it and he's like my kids sit it's their favorite one much to my chagrin mm-hmm. and then like for the press tour for Terminator Genesis he's like what like asshole makes a terminator film without me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, 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 yes, I know, it's Hollywood, everybody's a phony, whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, do you not get, like, how, like, art and entertainment can only survive if it evolves? hmm exactly. And I just, like, and again, like, Terminator Salvation is its own, like, bag of worms. I'm sorry, can of worms. And... Like, I don't know though. Like I really don't get why this movie doesn't click with people, and it's funny. Like even like we talked about it a lot in cinema that like oh like x amount of years later, things that didn't click with an audience will eventually find their audience. Yeah. Like this movie grossed 150 million dollars in the U.S. in 2003, wow. and it was seen as a disappointment because Terminator Two made 200 back in 1991. Oh okay okay. It was seen as a disappointment, even though like. Like, I think it was like in the top five, like, highest grossing films in the US in 2003. And again, this is back like when international box office didn't really make, didn't mean much back in the Mm day. But it never got like the respect it deserved. Like, it was, it's funny, even in preparation for this um, recording, I went back to like Box Office Mojo, which is like one of my favorite sites beyond just uh, box office updates. And I looked at it. And there was an article written in February of 2003 talking about like all the Super Bowl ads that aired for movies that Super Bowl. Okay, and they were judging like, like stuff for like The Matrix. Um, I don't know Bruce Almighty, like the big mm-hmm. like tent poles for, for yeah. 2003 summer. And the person, even then was complaining at how bad the Super Bowl teaser was for Terminator 3. They get, it got the lowest ranking. It got the lowest score. Like, oh, this is a horrible preview. Jeez. And I looked at that, and I'm like, "Did this movie really like this is before like even though yes, obviously there were like like forums and chat rooms in 2003. Did this movie go into an extremely hostile marketplace that just nobody was privy to? Maybe, yeah, it, yeah. I'm not sure. That's interesting. And that's why I feel I feel like the Terminator franchise is probably the only other like successor." Or like companion to Star Wars In the realm of like man babies Refuse to let this franchise Grow up
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when yeah. it
0: does try to grow up They attack it like it gets attacked no matter what Like okay you beat Derivative you get Terminator 3 And Terminator Genesis, both are Attacked you try to be different You get Salvation it gets attacked yeah. So it's like where do you go from here Like and I see a lot of people out, like Online being like we don't need another Terminator Film then stay home Yeah exactly like, and that's why I mean, though. Like, I get it. Like, you want people to go see your movie. Like, that, nobody puts a hundred million dollars into a movie just for like a handful of people. But like I don't get the notion of hating something That you love pieces of Like I'm not saying that you have to love Every piece of a movie franchise Like every movie franchise has its ups and downs Mm. Like I I love certain Friday the 13th movies I don't like certain ones more Like there's certain ones that I don't particularly like though But like I'm not going to go on a web form And be like Jason takes Manhattan Or Jason the final chapter Is cinematic garbage Just because it's not what I particularly like It's not my cup of tea
1: Exactly
0: like I don't know. I maybe this is just another like another thing that, like the 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 evils of the internet.
1: Yeah, I think a, a lot of it could be you know that um, you know that, that almost hive mind and jumping on the bandwagon type of thing. That once the ball starts rolling in the negative direction, it's going to just gain momentum.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird like that. It really like I don't know because you look at the box office for two thousand three. And these are the top ten. I think we, I think we've talked about the box office for two thousand three in other episodes in Cinemodies, but here we go again. Um, <laughs> number ten is Cheaper by the Dozen with Steve Martin. Oh yeah, I know. I remember this. Yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> number nine is The Matrix Revolutions. Okay. Eight is Terminator Three. Seven is Elf. Uh, Lord help course. us all. Don't, folks, I'm gonna let you know on a secret. You, there's going to be an Elf 2 eventually. Like, it's, it's, it's happening soon. I have, I have nothing to back that off of. <laughs> or, or, like, any, like, insider knowledge. I'm just letting you know. Will Ferrell's had, like, three or four box office failures. Mm-hmm. That's his safety zone. And now that film's almost 20 years old, it's perfect time to see what Buddy's up to again. Oh, boy. I can't wait. <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Like, it's only a matter of time until, like, okay, we have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, Lord help us all. Number five is Bruce Bruce Almighty. Okay. Four is The Matrix Reloaded. Three is Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Two is Finding Nemo. Oh, okay. And number one is Return of the King.
1: Of course.
0: <laughs> you look at like what's above that, and like what other movie franchises? Number eleven is Bad Boys Two. Oh wow! And that, and we're getting a Bad Boys Three next year. Oh, God, really? <laughs> yep. And then you look at number like fourteen is Angley's Hulk. Oh man, interesting. And then number fifteen, which is just strange as this may sound, is Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> like okay. that again. That's what's so weird, though. Is that, like you look at it, though, it's like you have the Fast and Furious franchise. Same thing. The franchise is almost twenty years old. And mm-hmm. like the first movie is them stealing DVD players, and the last one is Idris Elba in like a Superman suit.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: And yet nobody attacks those films for being inferior compared to their original entries. That's a good point. If yeah. anything, the later entries are held in higher regard than the earlier entries. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that like we have a we have a oh god, a audience. That behaves in such contradictory ways.
1: Definitely. And it's, yeah, it, they're all over the place. And it's, you know, almost like a coin flip how it's gonna turn out.
0: Yeah. But uh, I don't know like folks I know this is weird as this may sound though but like this is like the more I can I almost know way maybe my opinion will change and it's probably not fair to say this but considering how everybody else on the internet is allowed to be subjective I think it's only fair that I'm allowed to do it every once in a while but I'm going to say it now Terminator 3 is the best of the of the Terminator films it's my favorite so far That's not going to change. I I was was
1: literally about to say, I don't think that's going to change, but you beat me to it. But yeah.
0: (laughs) I can't see watching this film. I get it. Terminator 2 is both the previous films are special in their own right. This film wouldn't exist without the previous two. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
0: It stands on the shoulder of giants. Yep, absolutely. But as something that's trying to live, I kind of like, I don't know, live off two momentous films. And it's weird like I feel this another film That's in the same kind of vein as like Alien 3 Oh sure where You you have two like super seismic Like culturally important films Alien Aliens You have a third chapter comes out That's really like undercooked And you have all that And, and it's weird Alien 3 now is slowly being recognized As a good like good film Oh okay You'll see that on list now where people be like Oh wow like we misjudged this film back like in 91 I think that came out sure, people actually be like, oh, wow, this is a lot better than what we gave it credit for over the last like 20 years. And it's weird. This movie's been out now for over 15 years and no one has gone back and looked at it under that same lens. Like, oh, maybe yeah. there is something here that we kind of overlook because we're, we're babies and we can't just like sift through the nostalgia of our past.
1: Hopefully our discussion uh, causes the ball to switch over and we'll uh, get some favor for Terminator 3.
0: <laughs> I certainly hope so. I hope this is another like Cat in a Hat or like Gods of Egypt Where like at least somebody out there. Like if you haven't seen Terminator 3 or if you have already and don't like it, you'll revisit it under the lens we've just provided. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because this is like you put away your 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 oh god bias. It's great. There's nothing not to like here. If you're if you yeah. like ac- sci-fi action films, this is great
1: yeah, it fires on all of those cylinders, definitely.
0: Yeah. so uh, with that being said, Rob, do we want to delve into the uh, extended ending of Terminator three or the deleted scene first?
1: Um, ooh, I think we should do the, the deleted scene first because the the uh, the extended ending is interesting. Um, but before we do that and our real questions, uh two things, one, there was one scene in this movie, I think it's, like, when um, Robert Brewster is, like, walking with some engineers, and it's, like, when he sees one of the the drones, and um, one of the engineers, I'm like, is that Chris Hardwick? But I convinced myself while I was watching the movie, because, you know, I sit here with my computer, and I usually would look this stuff up. I'm like, no, that's not Chris Hardwick. And then it is.
0: He's in the credits. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> It's funny, years ago, like, uh, before he became, like, the obnoxious, like, well, he's no longer that person now that he got too would But um, prior to that, like, before he was, like, the obnoxious, like, host for every Comic-Con panel, somebody, like, asked him, like, are you the guy in Terminator 3? And he's like, yeah, He like, I used to call myself Fat Hardwick back then. Yeah, he looks so different. That's why I, like, convinced myself it wasn't him. Yeah. What's so weird is that, like, this was filmed in 2002, and when, like, Rob and I were introduced to Chris Hardwick, was, like, what, the summer of 2009 with WebSoup?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: The, like, it's seven years before that, Yeah, he somehow looks, like, ten years older. Yeah, it, it's it's really bonkers, yep. <laughs> he looks older then than he does now, like, 15 years later.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it really is. Um.
0: But, yeah, though, yeah, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, yeah, I had to point that out because...
1: Because usually I, I'm, I'll, like, always look stuff up, and it was I was, like, baffled with myself that I convinced myself not to even type his name in. Or I even had, like, the Terminator 3 IMDb open. I literally just didn't bring my web browser up. I was convinced myself, and then I saw his name in the credits, and I was like, I should have trusted my intuition.
0: <laughs> Lazy SOB.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, let's jump into our, our bonus stuff, right? Our, ex, our extra scene, our video game ending.
0: <laughs> yeah, son. Oh, boy. Uh, Rob was right choosing uh, Sergeant Candy, because how do you top perfection?
1: Oh, I, I wish that scene stayed in the movie. <laughs> I kind of get that it was cut because it is a little more
0: jovial than anything else in there. But I, I think it still fits. It's on the nose like you couldn't get any more on the nose than that moment. It's funny, like I on the D V D and for the longest time growing up, I I because it was again back in the heyday of like when DVDs were a big thing that studios cared about, was like it came like on a two disc like DVD. The first disc was the movie, second disc was bonus features. Mm And I remember However, the menu was, I could never figure out how to navigate it for the longest time. And when you put the DVD in, it only had like three features, but it was like one of those types of DVDs in the menu. We had to like select the next page button and click like enter. Oh, okay. And it took me a while to figure that out for some reason. So, like, all it had on the main page was, oh God, like documentary, something, I don't remember what it is. And the other thing says Sergeant Candy. And for the longest time, I thought that was the only things that are on the DVD. Mm-hmm. And so I clicked on it, and I remember watching it, and just like I, I, I was delighted growing up with this. Like I, oh, yeah. I, I find, I find it infinitely more amusing now than I did then. Everything about this sequence is pure gold.
1: Oh, it is. It's it it's firing on all cylinders. It's it hits on exactly what we were talking about last week. You know, I think that's even when you mentioned it, like we get to see more of the uh, behind the scenes stuff at Cyberd CRS, whatever it's called now, the government. Um. Yeah, it, it, it's it's great
0: for our audience at home that might not know about this deleted scene. The Sergeant Candy deleted scene is, um, it's a bunch of people at the government where Robert Brewster works. You're like sitting around like a, a, it's kind of like almost like a sofa, and they're watching something on TV. And what it is, it's like a like like a PSA infomercial about mm-hmm. the Terminator program, and and like how like it's Foundation, and like during the middle of like the beginning of this, they're like Terminators, the soldiers of the future. No longer yep. will American brave American men and women be putting themselves in harm, and like Robert Bruce was like, you know, we got all of our like stuff from a, a private like contractor named Cyberdyne Systems, and one of the people's like Cyberdyne—that's ancient history. And yeah. we go back to the screen; and it's like the modern-day soldier, the Terminator, can be deployed to this, 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 and that. And the only thing I have to say, there is a break in continuity here, is that Jimmy C. And this goes back to Terminator Two, Three D, Battle Across Time. Okay. Was that when Jimmy C made that for Universal Studios Was that they wanted to have the Terminator endoskeleton Like in the ride Like the um, the live action part Not like the screen based portion of oh, it okay. And sure. he told them no Because this is an element even introduced in uh, Salvation Or let me, let me rephrase that re, uh, Reinforced Is that the endoskeleton Terminator Wasn't constructed or designed until well into the war because if you remember oh. correctly, that like Kyle Reese says the first incarnations had rubber skin; they were very easy to spot.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The T eight hundred came very later in the process, very mm-hmm. late into the war, and so they do show a couple images of the Eidoskeleton in that video. So it does uh, kind gotcha. of break continuity beyond the stuff we've already mentioned about like John Connor's age.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but the the icing to this is they show who the real life candidate is. For the T eight hundred to be modeled off of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and who that person is in universe is Sergeant Candy. Oh yeah, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger being dubbed in like the most. Oh god, how'd you describe his accent?
1: It's it's got like a the, the southern drawl type of thing, I would say. Oh yeah, like but but just globbed on there. Like you know, it's it's not even like you know. You just, he's just eating right out of the packaging. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll insert the clip of it here. Using designs generated by Skynet, we need no longer risk the well-being of our men and women in uniform. Robots
1: will take their place on the front lines. Hi, I'm Chief Master Sergeant William Candy. I was honored to be selected by CRS in the ongoing effort to save American
0: lives. I don't know about that accent.
1: We can fix it.
0: And it's just it's it's glorious.
1: Yeah, they oh, lay they lay it on so so well.
0: <laughs> it's ham fisted. And I love how like one of the people turns around's like that voice. We're gonna have to do something about that voice. And we cut to a person that it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's head, right? Or I th- think so. I think so. It looks yeah. like it's head, but he's wearing glasses His hair looks very similar How it does in Terminator 2 But it's like a very, I don't want to say lanky But a non-Arnold body Exactly And, and the guy turns around in the Arnold's voice and goes We'll fix it Yep, oh it's awesome and, <laughs> and, and the scene continues back with Sergeant Candy And he's like kind of like Narrating it about like, again Kind of like reinforcing what the video said About like people want to put themselves like in the like Oh god in harm's way and the final Shot is him like pulling up Like a 3d like casted model Of his mm-hmm. head he goes "Ooh, it's me and he, and, he, <laughs> and, he, and he like faces Like he has like oh god he puts Like mannequin head right Next to his and his smile Changes from a smile to like the Iconic terminator scowl Yeah that's the end of the scene Oh yeah! Oh,
1: th- now that we're talking about it, I didn't think of this before, but the the voice, the the Southern uh, Sergeant Candy voice, it's kind of like um, Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors, like "Feed me, ooh, it's yeah. me," that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: yeah. It is like you said. It's I, it's not clunky, but it's ham fisted. Definitely, yeah.
1: Oh, it's gloriously <laughs> so, yeah.
0: It's absolutely glorious To the point where like Anytime like I have like, And this is kind of like a weird thing though This more shows up with like Halloween stuff When you have like um, any sort of like head or bust Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm able to hold my hand I always like It doesn't happen often folks Like the amount of times I get to do this per year Is like maybe once maybe twice if I'm lucky I'll always hold something next to my head Like that and be like Ooh it's me. It's like <laughs> great. I know. Like and we'll get into the story with Terminator Genesis, but uh, the the too long didn't read version of the story is when Terminator Genesis came out. in theaters I won like a jo- like a one to one replica of a Terminator endoskeletons like bust head. Okay. And when I first got it, the first thing I did was take <laughs> pictures of it with me next to it with the scowl face. Right on, that's great (laughs) I know there's somewhere, because that's like, as Rob knows, the Amy Schumer story
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that happened like the exact same weekend as when I got the Terminator endoskeleton Oh wow, okay And so I have a lot of things like screenshotted from that time on Twitter So I have to send, maybe I can send it to Rob Is that you'll see like my avatar profile picture is me with my Terminator head And then like the header picture is the Sergeant Candy scene
2: (laughs) Nice <laughs> like I said,
0: I've always loved this scene. Like in this, it's one of those things. Like like a fine wine, it only gets better with age. Because of how corny it is,
1: definitely, definitely.
0: But yeah, it's a it's folks. If you don't want to rewatch Terminator Three or like like oh lord, reanalyze it after what we've given you, at the very least, type in Terminator Candy into YouTube. You yeah, will not yeah. be disappointed. It's worth it. Yep. <laughs> Oh boy, but like even like still like Even to this day, like if something goes wrong in my life And someone's like, what are we gonna do? I'll just turn around and be like We'll fix it <laughs> Like, it's it's like, a, like, what were you saying, Rob? Like there's like some of these things you'll quote and just people Like we'll talk about, it, like nobody will get it Like we'll quote like lines of dialogue yeah. like, Kind of like non sequiturs and people will be like Oh, I get that It's like, I don't care who gets it I am quoting the Sergeant Candy deleted scene As much Perfect. as I humanly can yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> it's it's delightful, folks. Um, like I said, we're go if you haven't heard it already, we're gonna insert the oh it's me in here a few times. That's mm-hmm. that might be the new merman. It is now within our power to make war safe, and that is truly priceless. CIS brings you the face of the future. Ooh, it's me. oh perfect so um the the i guess we'll call this almost like the game epilogue
1: yeah yeah it's not too long i think so yeah like it's a, a little extra touch
0: to the end of it yeah epilogue is a good way to put it so the terminator 3 okay we should say that this game i think we touched upon it last week a little bit though was that when terminator 3 first came out there was a game that was just called straight up terminator 3 rise of the machines Never played the game. From what I can hear it's so so like movie tying game. Okay. Then like a few, I think it was like maybe a few months, maybe a year later, they released Terminator Three, the Redemption, which is like the exact same game, like narrative plot-wise, but mm-hmm. it adds like a prologue and an epilogue. Okay. Where at the very beginning of the game, is you like getting into the time to stick, it's you getting reprogrammed, oh, yeah. and then fighting your way into Skynet so you can be sent back in time okay and um again the game was i remember from i can remember i haven't played it like god it's gotta be over 10 years but it was fun for what it was it's mostly playing out the events of the movie Mm -hmm. but the epilogue i remember being absolutely bonkers and how it ends and rob do you want to explain the epilogue to the audience
1: yeah so um we get the like the scenes from the movie where john connor's like i'm in charge type of thing um, we get this, the video game CGI animated scene of Arnold defeating the bad Terminator.
0: Uh, but um, they swapped out the dialogue, though.
1: Yes, they did, yeah. what What is it, Game Over, right, or something Instead like that? Instead
0: of your Terminator terminated, he takes the hydrogen fuel shell, shoves it in her mouth, and the most flat delivery possible goes, Game Over!
1: Yep, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's clunky.
1: Oh, definitely. But So the only, when it changes when we get new stuff is when... Um, you know, we see the Terminator, uh, head, and I think the eyes, like, going out, but it shows it, the Terminator view, and we see that, you know, it's like, all oh, the system's shutting down, or whatever, and John Connor comes up to it, removes its hatch, like we get to see from Terminator view, like, rear hatch opened, or something like that, and then CPU removed, and it goes to black, but it, the Terminator comes back on, Apparently, years later, I would imagine in the war against the machines, but as like Ed two oh nine.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I love. I, I can. I hadn't watched this in a while, except for why I sent it to Rob. And I'm watching it, and it's like okay, like you get it, like it goes from like Terminator POV to Terminator POV again. Mm-hmm. But like we see, jo- like when we're introduced to John Connor, it's like from the ground up, and now we're looking down upon him. Yeah. And it's like John Connor's like do, you, like do you remember me Yes you are John Connor Or no what's he oh god no he goes What's your mission yep. to ensure the survival Of John Connor and Catherine Busta It's like it's like go As he says something else though it's like do you still have Your like it's like your mission still Stands and like it's still Terminator Vision and it's like affirmative and then like the camera cuts to like It's no longer, like, the POV. And the Terminator's, like, microchip CPU's been, like, installed in, like, a Century Hunter killer. And it's like, hunt Terminators! Affirmative. And it just starts, like, marching around, like, I want to say map, but, like, the battlefield. Just shooting Terminators, and that's how the game ends.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like it makes sense in the context of the video game. Like, oh, like you're introduced to like Arnold, like like I said earlier. Um, the game begins with like Catherine Brewster being like, You killed John, you bastard And then it's like, Wait, we can send you back in time for you to like stop this from ever happening mm-hmm. And then the game ends with with the him his mind being put into like a century, but it's it's so horrible. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> yeah. It's so like it's the exact opposite of why Sergeant Candy is so great. Like it's played straight. Mm-hmm. Um it's clunky. It's like why does this need to be here? Um it's just so Yeah, funny. it's
1: it's like they thought they needed to take the um like the dialogue at the end of the movie, which was the battle has just begun, basically, and show it. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, no, we didn't need that.
0: Yeah. Like I said, like it a cute, sure. I've got no complaints of it in that sense. Like I'd rather have it than not have it. Um, But it's really like, oh, it's an eye roller. Like, it's like, oh, dear. Um, (laughs) But the only thing that bothers me about that, though, is that you look at it like, oh, the Terminator, like, CPU, I would imagine that even if the power cell dies, the CPU would be intact, right? Like, probably it has all its memories.
2: Yeah, yeah. But
0: the weird thing is that, like, oh, like, the end of Terminator 3 is either 2003 or four. but when we see John Connor... It's future John Connor from like 2033. Mm-hmm. So why did it take John Connor 30 years to go back and retrieve the CPU? Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. <laughs> and why would 30 years later Skynet still be manufacturing like Century bots with the same like microchip processor? Well, I guess it wouldn't be the same one. I guess it'd be the same time period. So, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: still, it's like, why did it take John Connor 30 years? To... I think about it. He had to get out of Crystal Peak somehow. Yeah, yeah. So why did he just do it then? Why'd he wait 30 years? And you're telling me 30 years later, the same skull is still there.
1: Yeah. He forgot about it and just went and got lucky.
0: <laughs> 30 years later. He's like, honey, honey. It's like, it's like a home
1: alone moment on the plane. And they're like, we left Kevin. It's like, you know, they're, they're out in the battlefields fighting and
0: it's like, oh, we forgot the, the Arnold, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah, it, it's, it's clunky as hell, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um but no two two other things I just want to mention about uh oh maybe two. Okay, there's so at least one other thing I want to mention about Terminator before we delve Oh, that's what okay, that's the two things. Um the first thing, in Terminator one and two, Arnold's like um Terminator model, not just like Cyberdyme Systems model one oh one, he's the T eight hundred. Yeah in the yeah. in those. In this, he's the T eight fifty. Oh, okay. I didn't pick up on it. Rob, do you know why he gets an extra 50 in this movie? No. Why? Neither do I. <laughs> I don't know why he's a T850, but he yeah, is.
1: 50. Get that extra 50. Good, good for him. That was in the contract. He'd only come back <laughs> if he gets an extra 50. <laughs> I'm, I, he's like, I'm getting older in real life, but I want to make sure everybody knows when I'm a machine, I have upgraded.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I don't get considering just the whole like, I'm, that's not asked asset we'd even discuss in this movie, is the fact that like I'm an obsolete design. And the fact that Sky and the fact that Skynet has created a Terminator to fight other Terminators.
1: Yep, yep. Too many of them are getting reprogrammed.
0: (laughs) It's only happened at this point once, but we have to. (laughs) We need a contingency. Um, again, fine. Well, we'll delve more into that with Terminator Genesis because there's a line of dialogue in that that almost like explicitly references that moment in this. Okay. Even though Terminator Genesis essentially ignores the events of three and four. Uh, but it's weird. It's very specifically pointed at that moment. But okay, whatever. interesting. Um, but the second thing is, I know again, I don't think we talked about much on the podcast. But like back in the day, Rob was a big Yu Gi Oh fan. Oh yeah, and I, and I know he collected the uh, what was it called, Rob? The Beckett magazines that like every like month came out and they gave you like card like values and this Yeah, like, yeah, thing. the Beckett. Yeah, Yu Gi Oh Beckett. yeah Yeah, the It came out. What was it monthly? Monthly like periodical about uh. Something like the that. The Yu Gi Oh trading card game, the TV series. I'm not sure if you know this, Rob, but in the summer of 2003, Beckett released like at least two and I think four issues of a Terminator version. Oh, no, I don't think I knew that. Right on. And I have two copies of it. Nice. <laughs> I want, again, I, I kind of just look through them and I'm like, how on earth do you make a whole magazine about Terminator 3? Never mind, make two whole issues about Terminator yeah. three yeah really um like there's some things there, are like oh like enter the winning contest to get like a replica of like arnold's like leather jacket from the film and like another one's like oh you two can win like a pinball machine that's like terminator 3 based mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like there's something that's why, i and, and that's why i said the second thing was that's where i learned that he plays the t850
1: okay gotcha
0: But yeah, there was a... You might not know this, folks, but at one point there was a Terminator 3 magazine. (laughs) And I still own two issues of it. Awesome. Right on. So weird. (laughs) I think we we should start doing that. Every major blockbuster release should get its own, like, periodical.
1: Yeah, that'd be something. (laughs) Print print media. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. But uh,
0: with that being said, Rob, anything else about Terminator 3 before we delve into our questions? No, I think that was
1: everything. Um... Check it out if you haven't seen it, or if you've seen it a long time ago and you need to reevaluate. We wholeheartedly recommend you do so. Yes.
0: Um, all right, Cinemati and or late night movie.
1: I think this is the first time in this in this series where I'm not split. I think I'm I for the reasons I think we talked about, like reanalyzing this or something. I'm going to say yes to late night movie, especially kind of in the same vein where I was trying. I was kind of saying yes for Terminator Two to kind of show people, be like, did you remember how bad some of this was? Like, how, like, terrible the dialogue is? Like, you know, be like, oh, they just love that movie. It's the opposite for this. Like, if someone's like, oh, that's a stupid movie. Like, we should watch the second one. Be like, no, when's the last time you saw this? Like, I'm making you watch this type of thing. So I'm going to go yes for Late Night. And for Cinemodity, I think I'm also going to say yes because of a lot of the bonkers stuff we discussed, how much I enjoyed this film kind of, how much it stands out, you know, from the other Terminator movies we watched so far. I think I'm a, a yes on both fronts for this one.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. I love the sentiment of, uh, you're stupid, watch this instead. I love yes. that sentiment. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, late night movie, yes, cinemonody, yes. And the whole idea, too, is that just even the uh, like the idea of this, a Terminator, watching that character evolve. I love that you go from like having the uh, Terminator 2 terminator be more of like a parental father figure mm-hmm. and then in this it's the idea like okay john connor is grown up and yeah. the terminator is kind of like a father and he's not a father in this in the same sense but like the terminator is not concerned with being a father that's not his role he's there to protect them yep. he's not there to be a a paternal figure
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think that I think that alone, the kind of like I know we didn't talk about much in our like two and a half hours of recording already, but it's the idea like oh, the character of the Terminator has grown in a way by this like almost like I don't want to say regressing, but it's the notion of like okay, when you think of like a cyborgic, uh, oh god, cyborgic cybernetic organism. Going back in time to protect protect people. This is what you imagine. It's that stoic protector whose Mm -hmm. sole job is to protect you, not to be your father figure, not to sit there like play high five with you. Which is again, I like that stuff. No, Rob doesn't like it though, but I like it in Terminator Two. But I like this as a logical evolution of the character. Yeah, in the sense of like this isn't the same. Much like how the movie blatantly addresses, this isn't. "Quote unquote, your father's Terminator. This is a new one who's who has a different mission than the previous iteration. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a neat it's a not it
1: more than neat. You know, it's a, it's a, a nice change. And, yeah, you know, and he's got that extra fifty, so it all works out.
0: <laughs> like, like again, how often do you get character growth from a from a robot in a, mo- yeah, in a movie series? Exactly. No, yeah. nobody's watching uh, a Star Wars or Robocop being like, oh, I love how the character like has an arc from like one, two, and three.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it
0: is. It's funny. Every every Arnold version of the character is different in, in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Every yeah, every iteration of the character.
1: Even with you know the uh, he's the bad guy in the first movie. He's the good guy in the second movie. He's both in this movie.
0: You know when he gets reprogrammed, yeah. and so it's like great. Yeah, they're playing with it as they should. Yeah, and it's fun. He really again. That's another one of those things. That's it's a great like uh, cinematic question for the ages. It's like how many like. Robot characters in movies actually change like fundamentally from film to film. Yeah, yeah, or at least have different takes on the character. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, th- and this is a a great example, it's done so well. And I especially think you know from people maybe more maybe more now you know or maybe a little younger than us, I feel like when they think of Arnold Schwarzenegger and his acting, they might think he's just very kind of one note. But I think these three movies show exactly that that's not the case. You know, he can do he does this character as we've been saying very very well and you know he's able to do all those really robotic things and have this kind of you know follow this arc and growth to it it's
0: great yeah he's able to do but again like arnold's only good at a handful of things like when it comes to acting Mm -hmm. um again i'm not talking about like physicality i'm not talking about that though but like he does have when we have a couple of uh sort of like i don't want to say performances but just personas yeah, and yeah. he's able. To, he, he's able to balance it. He's able to do stoic. He's able to do very very uh, dry comedic witness. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Cinemati and late night movie. Perfect. Yeah, we're in agreement <laughs> for once. And uh, I guess at this point it comes down to snack.
1: Yeah. So one of them, I think uh, we uh, we've already mentioned. Uh, I definitely was thinking. You know, we would basically have like the convenience store platter, and it would just be like random uh, convenience store snacks like beef turkeys
0: you know, and like hoes yeah like
1: exactly yeah and it would all be in the packaging like you know we just bought it type <laughs> of thing <laughs> like from the convenience store that's near the car wash um so yeah I thought that was a, a low-hanging fruit one I really liked the idea there's the first scene where the the audience is like clued in on the whole how his when his battery cells are damaged they're gonna explode he has to get them out and while he's driving the truck, you know, he, like, lifts his shirt. He's like, I require a cutting tool. And he lifts his shirt up and he, like, cuts that, s- like, slab of skin off of his stomach. What do we think about eating Cyberdyne's or, I guess, Skynet's organic tissue? Because it's not cannibalism, <laughs> but it's like, what would that taste like, you know? Like, what would, like, this this weird organic tissue, how could we cook that? So I was thinking we'd have something that's basically like a slice of Terminator skin <laughs> or like a Skynet steak, which would be like this weird, like genetically modified or created thing. That so I was I was thinking of something along those lines. I thought that
0: would be interesting. <laughs> it's the logical like next step in like uh, what the Impossible Burger. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Cinematis version. You can go to like Burger King, get the Impossible Burger. You can go to like k f c and get like the fake fried chicken at Cinemati's, though the Cinemati's restaurant you too can get a a, a cyberdine steak
1: <laughs> oh it's great, okay, right on. The only,
0: the only problem though is that like there's gonna be no fat in the muscle and like the like the flesh yeah and we're gonna have to, it's not gonna taste very good
1: okay yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see mess it with up. it, yeah we'll have to get our get our r and d department on it <laughs> good 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 good, and then the last snack I had was um. So we get the scene, as we discussed, where they go to the mausoleum. He busts out Sarah casket, and it's filled with guns. So I had the thought, why don't we serve other things out of caskets? So, like, why why can't we have, like, a sushi buffet that you have to eat out of a— well, like, served in a casket type of thing. And so I would—like, I think that would be a neat idea, you know? It's like you have kind of this theme where— you could have like the pallbearers carrying the casket as the waiters out to your table type of thing and need this huge stand. And there's a lot of food. It'd be like a, um, you know, you ever go to like those family style restaurants where they'll just give you like like a whole mess of food and it's like meant to be shared? Like I'm thinking something like that, but out of a casket. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you think? Is that too, is that too macabre or or is that? No, just, no. That's I, perfect. Okay. No, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think, I think we should do is make whoever delivers it carry it on their shoulder to the table. Oh, that would be even
1: better. We we put out like a like a um a, a hired a, or hot now hiring thing for bodybuilders so they can carry caskets full of food.
0: Bingo. Nice, nice. All, all right. So those were my snacks. What did you have from T3? All right. Well, the first one I for, I mentioned it in the first episode. Forgot to do it last week, but the Terminator laser tag we're going to oh, have yes. incarnation where obviously it's going to be focused around the events of Terminator 3. Last week, you know, I didn't mention it. I would imagine most people could have surmised that it'd be a Terminator Two themes one. So we'll also have a Terminator Three themes one. Right on. Where you don't just get laser guns, you also get plasma cannons, and, like flamethrowers, and like saws that come out of your that, hands. That's exactly what I was about to ask. Like, is this going to be structurally damaging? <laughs> oh yeah, like it's going to be bad. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we'll figure it out. The R and D department's going to be on overload after this week. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but yes, uh, that's what's gonna be in a team that gets like the the Terminator, the T eight fifty side. That's the obsolete side. She so had to figure out ways to destroy like the the T eight the TX other team. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, but no, for snack, I, I haven't fleshed this out entirely. But I want to do a Jose Barrera thing, but it <laughs> somehow has to involve of being shot in the face. Oh, of course. I, I want to say like a burger because it's at an in and out restaurant is where he works. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've done enough burgers at this place at this point. Sure. Okay. So I mean, what kind of what kind of fast food thing ca- that we don't have at this point that we probably would serve an In and Out burger that you could order and it would involve you being shot in the face? Maybe you no, know, <laughs> not not with a real gun, not with a real firearm. Like it could be like a like a squirt pistol. Or something, but it involved, you have to say, like, it's, like, you have to, the item is, like, Jose Barrera, yeah. question mark, and when it gets delivered, it involves, like, almost like a, uh, like a pie in the face or something like that.
1: Yeah, oh, that's a good, good question. I see where you're going, but, hmm, I'm not sure. Yeah, but we uh, have,
0: I, maybe yeah. we tie it into the fries. We have the fries from last week. You can have some of my fries. Oh, maybe we, yeah. Maybe we can have another burger. I think most restaurants have more than one burger. Yeah. Maybe we can have another burger. It's the Jose Barrera burger, and when it comes out, you get like I don't know, like, like a squirt gun to the face, or we get like a gun that like shoots like I don't know, uh, ground beef in your face or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> and yeah, maybe come the two year anniversary when I, like when like the hundred things I'm indeterminate about, maybe we'll come back and refocus on that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'll think about it because that's a neat idea. Yeah.
0: We and need I would something love, you know,
1: like uh, someone—it's just a customer being like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna order the Jose Barrera." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: dude, I'm trying to think. There's some other ideas I have. Like, I didn't really, I couldn't. There's not a lot of food in this movie outside of the convenient, the convenience store scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I could think of is like, there are some other moments, like them in Bloomingdale's with the scanning thing. I like to imagine maybe like uh, our credit card terminals don't work, so you have to keep like scanning your credit card. It doesn't work. And what happens though, like it says like card declined, but this keeps charging you over and over again. So that's, so that's how the Cinemati's restaurant like stays in the black. Like we like overcharge our customers like five or six times, like for their meal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love it.
0: (laughs) Uh, But no, there's not a lot of like food in this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, um, I felt the same way, you know, like the slice of the skin and the casket, everything else. I was just on board for this movie. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. That's uh. Yeah, not a lot. That's always a good
1: sign, you know, when there's something that we watch and we're like, man, this movie was so good. We didn't, like, think about snacks as much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Plus, again, it's not really a food movie. It's like, even, like, I'm trying to think of, like, even, like, there's no, like, even drinking. I like, just, like, some beer cans with the one kid. Like, the kid's like, oh, crap, my mom's home. And like, yeah. Like, hide the beer cans. Like, and that's it. Like, there's really, like, I guess we could do something with, like, I guess we could make up our own, like, what's Xenadrine? What's it the thing, the, the giant tractor trailer? Oh, yeah. Cars? We can make our own drug. We have our own drug called Xenadrine. <laughs> nice. It's kind of like and you know what it is. We're gonna create. You know that's gonna be the ultimate food item from this movie. We are going to create Xenadrine, which is like almost like the antidote to the word processor of the gods.
1: <laughs> okay. that it's a
0: pill that fixes any like ailment with like somebody at Cinematis, the oh, restaurant. Oh, it's it's like the cure all for whatever we do to them. It's our Deus Ex Machina. Like anytime, like like Perfect. somebody gets hurt. Or Something or like it's like oh god Mortally like wounded it's a get them A xenodrine stat Oh okay I love it yeah That's a great idea that's what it is It's it's the get out of jail free card of cinematis in the yes, restaurant and
1: so it's like I'm thinking of like um The phosphorus grenade birthday thing From annihilation It's like as we're getting the xenodrine and it's like I told Him not to look into the phosphorus <laughs>
0: grenade But he didn't listen <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, it's our uh, uh, break glass in case of emergency. Yeah, okay, right. Except yeah, the glass is always broken.
1: <laughs> oh man, awesome. righty,
0: Rob, so where does that leave us?
1: I think uh, you know, next week we have our double feature where we're doing the last of the terminators, and then we're we'll uh, we'll put it on ice until we uh, see Dark Fate in November, which um I'm excited for
0: it at this point, you know. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I I I'm excited only if everything I've read about it is wrong.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: other than that, I think we have
1: what, uh, it's, it's another theme basically from this movie, you know, we can m- play in reverse, right?
0: I think so. we'll throw some, uh, some John, some Sergeant candy in there. Oh, of course. Yeah. Have
1: that. Oh, that's going to sound great in reverse.
0: <laughs> oh, Delightful. Alrighty folks. Until next week, when you hear our f- cinema, first of a double feature.
1: Yeah. Buckle up. Um, Send us some fan requests. We probably won't accept double features. We're we're not saying that you. This is we're not opening the door for double features. You know you can't be like. uh, Here's six movies. Talk about them all in one episode. As we as
0: we say, everybody gets one. (laughs) Yep, folks. Remember, if you get picked, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. That means you never get get to be picked again. So choose wisely. I hope it makes. Hope hope it's worth it. So make it last.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm
1: going
2: to
0: I'm not going to be
2: able to get a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a
1: little bit of a little bit of a little bit
2: of of a a
1: of a of i am about certain as i are out the to do this. Oh, you respect. Well, I've been to one just degree, no, and, here.